Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. We don't want to know how messy your car is or what 90s boy band you've still got on repeat. That's none of our business. But at Board Gosh Energy, your boiler is our business. There's no one better for your boiler than Ireland's largest services provider with over 35 years experience. Visit boardgoshenergy.ie forward slash services to book your next boiler service at a time that suits you. Board Gosh Energy. Imagine a better way. T's and C's apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week... We are uh, crashing down to earth with a bang, to be honest. Like, we foolishly thought my best friend's oh. boyfriend was the upcoming dud, but once again, as oh. always, we were mistaken because best friend's boyfriend was tremendous fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, love letters for sale, it turns out. It's just going to be oh. the one that brings us crashing down. <laughs> it really does. Uh, but I guess, you know, without, uh, we've, we've, lowered your expectations accordingly so we can uh, get started with some taglines and blurbs and the cover tagline is will jessica's scheme break up elizabeth and todd i mean even that makes it sound more exciting than it is that sounds like she's plotting <laughs> against them which she usually is in fairness so it's not uh, true, true. An, unre- an unreasonable assumption to make <laughs> <laughs> can you give us the back cover line please I can indeed. It is simply secret correspondence. Again, that also makes it sound more exciting than it is. Doesn't like, it? It's like someone's undercover and there's like yes, coded messages, but it's yes. nothing like that. <laughs> oh, if only. Okay, here's the full blurb. Uh, just expectations. Accordingly, listeners, just in case this accidentally makes this book sound exciting. <laughs> Jessica Wakefield is sure that her newest get-rich-quick scheme is the perfect way to make the uh, the extra money she badly needs. 
Even her twin sister, Elizabeth, loves Jessica's latest idea, a letter-writing service for people who don't want to write their own. Elizabeth agrees to write the letters in exchange for half the profits, which she plans to spend on a special gift for her boyfriend, Todd Wilkins. (laughs) I mean, we are told repeatedly this gift is special. I'm not seeing it. Just saying this Oh, look. So many things in this book make absolutely no sense. Even for Sweet Valley, they make no sense. Like, just, oh God. (laughs) True. Okay, it continues. But this, quote, perfect money-making solution turns into a nightmare when Jessica reads a girl's request for a love letter to Todd. Jessica knows that Elizabeth has been neglecting Todd lately and she's afraid that Todd might leave Elizabeth for a more attentive girlfriend if given the opportunity. Can Jessica find a way to save Elizabeth and Todd's relationship and the letter writing business too? <laughs> oh yeah, so saving the letter writing business, that core element in their lives. The stakes are high. Oh my God, it's so high, you guys. <laughs> well, the blurb of the book may not be up to much, but the cover is fucking hilarious. Can you describe it, please? Oh, it's so good. I mean, it's it's probably up there with the, the like all time <laughs> twin covers, I feel like, because we've got a bit of tension. It's not just the oh. two of them like smiling into the camera. It's great. Um, so we, we have Liz, who's looking like she's kind of like mid rant. She's got like a, a, a well, what, what will turn out to be a letter, but right now it's like an A4 page, uh, like crumpled yes. up in her hands and she's oh. angrily looking over at Jessica. Um, yeah, looking like she's in the middle of giving her shit uh, oh. for something what could it be um and yeah she is killing it with the matching barrettes like it's a hell of a look she's got the turquoise barrettes on you know not unlike the color of the pacific ocean i'm sure Um, matching her kind of slightly oversized like polo neck jumper uh Mm. you know it looks cozy i'm i'm kind of a fan i must say (laughs) (laughs) very on trend these days it's like the oversized retro Mm. sweatshirt very Mm. much so yes absolutely uh and yes anyway she's glaring and uh mid-rant in the direction of jessica who looks fucking Uh, sensational oh my god is doing her best. I know it's your favourite when she does a who me. <laughs> it's pure who me. That is what that face is. She is kind of like innocently looking like up and away, not looking at Liz. Uh, the hair looks great. The uh, Those Wakefield waves are on point. Oh. Uh, she's also wearing the kind of like polo uh, turtleneck type of jumper. Hers is like a light blue instead. She's wearing it with a blazer. It is 80s <laughs> Kelly Kapoor business bitch. It's oh. amazing. Uh, she's got like this chunky leather belt on as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. I presume they're like, are they slacks? Is it a skirt? I'm not sure what's going on down low beneath the blazer. But like, it's it's a business suit. She is oh. business, Jessica. She's shoulder padded for days. It is oh astonishing. God. It's so good. Oh, oh my God. Like turtleneck and blazer can't go wrong. <laughs> Also, I appreciate the uh, the first. This is the first time I think we've seen a Wakefield in profile because Liz, angry little Liz, like she really does look enraged in this photo. Mm. So that's atypical as well. But she is like it, it's it's a full side profile uh, with the uh, um, the, mm. the the giant sort of bouffanty front of her hair looking quite uh, 
flat top at this angle but yeah I, I appreciate James uh, Matthews shaking things up here with his uh, posing that's true because yeah even when they've had kind of like you know a showdown cover where there's it's like a twin glaring at somebody else there's mm. always a slight kind of tilt towards the camera with the face it's never yeah. as you say like a full-on side profile like yeah Podrick yeah. Pierce side profile let's do it kind of thing what an only time that the, <laughs> the Wakefield twins will be compared with Podrick Pierce <laughs> I know that's just my go-to reference for always in profile <laughs> literally never seen a photo of him face forward and I have worked on no, a very extensive a... Irish history project for the last did he even <laughs> have another side to his face we'll never know no. <laughs> forever in profile um, well uh, we will get away from the Irish revolutionaries and return to who saw that coming I mean not me you know what I didn't either I don't know where that came from <laughs> Next week, Olivia uh, Davidson looks like Eamon de Valera. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, I don't have glasses. Oh, uh, but actually, does Olivia have glasses? Why in my brain she does she have glasses? Yeah. Hmm. No. Well, not any covers that we've seen her on. It's anyway. true. It's just her flowing mane. No, uh, so well, Lynn Henry as <laughs> <Yes>. Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we begin not in Boland's Mill in 1916, but in the Casa de Wakefield. Even though you don't find out where they are for about like six pages. I was assuming they were like in the dairy burger. Same. I I was like, are we in the cafeteria? Are we by a pool? Mm. I don't know where we are. Tell us, Ghostwriter, please. (laughs) Well, we begin with Todd praising Liz's bravery in the last book um, for her fight for free speech. And Liz gets a bit pompous and says, when the powers that be oppose the First Amendment, when they threaten our right to free speech, then it's time to take matters into our own hands. It's like, yeah, well, I agree with you, Liz, but that is a very sort of speech-like thing to say to your boyfriend at what's meant to be a party in your house. It's very formal of her, isn't it? It's so funny. But like, this is immediately followed up by Jessica just yawning. It's like yeah. she's, she'd, heard, she'd heard her sister's First Amendment speech about a dozen times. It's like, clearly this is just the the little uh, piece that Liz now trots out whenever anybody brings yeah. it up. So she's only dying to get all pompous and fucking condescending to everybody about how amazing she is. I mean... Who's surprised? Um, So yes, we get a recap of Liz's previous principled stances. We got a lot of throwbacks in this book again, including like her Miss Sweet Valley thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, of course, a cue for a twin comparison. Um, But we're told in the course of this twin comparison that, of course, there were two very special friends who had no trouble (laughs) telling the twins apart. It's like, they're they're fucking boyfriends. I just hate when people say like, special friend. It sounds extremely creepy. It does, Just, doesn't it? Especially considering it's it's very clear, like these are their boyfriends and they're not afraid to use the word boyfriend. So yes. yeah, special friend is like, oh, what? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of has the air of like special cuddles or something like that. <laughs> like, making something weird that shouldn't be. <laughs> makes it gross when there's no need. <laughs> well, we get the first, and I'm not treading on your stash toes, but it is uh, striking. And this was one of the things um, that my sisters and I used to note as a trope in the books in the old days. We get the, the first of many references to Todd's coffee-coloured eyes. Mm. Um, and uh, so, as my notes say, we're entering the coffee-coloured eyes period, because I think whatever ghostwriter was doing it at this stage was clearly really, like, 
oh, I'm, that's an evocative phrase. I'm going to keep using this. Because <laughs> they've thrown it in a few times, but like it's been oh. a while since we've heard about the, the coffee coloured eyes. All right. Like, yeah, oh. it, it did show up, I suppose, a bit early on, maybe, mm. but it's definitely kind of fallen by the wayside in recent yes. times. Well, we're reminded of just how hot Todd is and we're also <laughs> reminded of Jessica's uh, free and easy ways in the past. Um, but uh, apparently when Sam had ridden into her, li- into her life on his motorcycle, his wavy blonde hair tossed <laughs> it tousled endearingly over his grey eyes, Jessica gave up her wandering ways. Well, <laughs> almost... <laughs> oh Jessica yeah and they kind of they recap the whole Brandon Hunter storyline yeah. from um from Soapstar like there is a lot of like we do love a bit of continuity but there's also like a way to do it well and in this yes. book there is an awful lot of like and remember in this book that you just read yeah. and a kind of and it's not just at the start I feel like we're nearly halfway through the book at some point when they do another throwback and it's like yes okay, we yeah. <laughs> we've read them we <laughs> Okay, so they, um, yeah, Jessica is obsessed apparently with her lack of cash because there's a lot of stuff that she wants to buy at the moment. She's got a whole list. She does, yeah. And I think she's already got some stuff kind of put aside on layaway. There's like a dress from Lizette's that uh, that she's already kind of bagsied for herself with, with no money to pay for it just yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, she has also spotted, I think, a new CD player for the Jeep that she wants to get from the mall. Um, but yeah, apparently whatever money that the twins had made from their, their soap, uh, soap star appearances, uh, Jess's side of that yeah. is already well gone. So she's, uh, she's back to broke again and yeah, just kind of trying to, to figure out how she's going to pay for all this stuff she's already put aside. Yes. And she's also planning to get some driving gloves, motor bike driving gloves, I guess, for Sam's birthday. Mm. So she's not entirely self-centered in this, but mostly self-centered, True. as we said. So, uh. Yeah, Liz says at least she has something to show for their soap opera cash because she bought her com- new computer with its word processing program, um, which, I mean, we should mention because it actually is relevant to the extremely dull plot. Just You just need to know that Liz <laughs> is now typing up a storm on her uh, trusty <laughs> word processor. Uh, so perhaps if she were to send a letter typed on it anywhere, nobody would know that she had written it. Hmm. Um, so uh, I guess this is when we learn that they're having a party in the Wakefield house because Lila gets up to leave and she's got a very, very implausible reason for leaving a gathering early. It just feels like she's <laughs> lying because this party sucks and she wants to go somewhere better. <laughs> Uh, because yeah Lila explains that she has to go because she has to write a letter to this dippy cousin of hers in New York that she's been putting off for weeks Uh, apparently they don't have a thing in common uh, and barely talk to each other but uh, their parents uh, insist that they correspond for the sake of the family Uh, and then Amy chimes in and says god how dull that's almost as bad as the letter I've been putting off writing it's like they came up with this fucking story beforehand to get out of this party because uh, Amy also bails on the party to write a letter to her great aunt who sent her a present and she has to write her a thank you note but it's like okay <laughs> so you're both leaving this but like and they they both go yeah I'll look sure I'll go as well and do you need a lift and yeah let's go come over to my house and we'll write these letters it's like no they're going drinking cans there's a nagging in someone's bag they've just decided the Wakefields are no crack and they're going to go have more fun somewhere else surely and who can blame them <laughs> 
Um, so yes, as they leave, Jessica uh, says that, or sorry, not Jessica, Lila says, I'd gladly pay someone else to write the letters. And that gives Jessica an amazing idea. Oh God. Yeah. So Jess <laughs> suddenly realizes that a letter writing service is uh, oh, absolutely the business idea that she should jump on because she, she did announce in the last book that she was starting up a business, but didn't actually have any details or ideas as to what that business would be. But um, yeah, she reckons that if Amy and Lila hate writing letters that much and would be willing to pay someone to do it for them, then there must be dozens of others like them who would also pay. So she's like, God, if we could charge like four or five dollars for a letter, hmm, maybe then I'd be able to actually buy all these things I have on my list and the gloves for Sam and the whole lot. So she reckons this is an amazing idea. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yes. Uh, the only problem is she doesn't like to write letters any more than the next person. Ha 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 ha. But then she uh, looks at Liz, who's still banging on about the new word processor, and thinks, but she knows someone who does like to write. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, by the way, Liz notices Jess's scheming face, which begs the question, what does this face look like if, you know, she's just <laughs> at a party and suddenly Liz can tell she's like, up to something, <laughs> <laughs> it's like spidey senses but for Jessica's bullshit like oh god what's she doing now <laughs> I just imagine that Jessica's sitting there going hmm with like yeah. you know holding her chin in her hands and looking into the middle distance and oh god, looking pleased probably doing it, letting out a devious giggle you know talking to herself <laughs> the usual <laughs> well no, they'll never the- see it coming <laughs> I have to say one of the few good things at moments in this book is when we do get a bit of uh, Jessica monologuing. Um, yes. So, you know, I very much enjoy it. Um, but anyway, Liz uh, ignores uh, Jessica's suspicious uh, expression to chat with Shelley and Jim. So in a little bit of uh, scene setting, it's clear that uh, Shelley is, is busy with the basketball tournament that's going on at the moment and Jim is busy uh, being in charge of all the photos for the school yearbook so basically they don't have much time uh, with each other and when um, they're, they're, there's an awkwardness between them when people mention uh, I think Jessica mentions that Tony is spending so much time giving talks to school children about steroid abuse <laughs> that Annie never sees him and that if Annie didn't know better she'd think he was seeing someone else. So basically we're just reminding everybody there who is in a relationship where everybody's very busy that they too don't see enough of each other. Hmm. hmm. Trouble in paradise. Hmm, <laughs> I wonder. So uh, Jessica or Liz notices this awkward, slight awkwardness. So she changes the subject to the um, to the topic of drugs in Sweet Valley. I mean, I think we've already known that drugs have been a problem because their dealer is like the most inept dealer oh. in the world. Oh, Buzz who just like wanders into a party and announces himself. <laughs> and then what was his name in the uh, in the gym? I mean. They, I mean, they have a problem, and one of the problems is nobody is any good at selling it, but they clearly... <laughs> the problem is they're bad at it. <laughs> but uh, yes, apparently the dark underbelly of Sweet Valley uh, is uh, full of drug abuse, and Jessica flatters Liz by saying, if anyone could do an article on such a sensitive subject, you can. You could write just about anything. And Liz is understandably taken aback by this, because she knows that if Jessica starts fawning over her, 
she's up to something. She wants something oh, in return. Yeah. There's a, there's always a motive if she's getting a compliment from Jessica, for sure. Mm. So everybody has to leave. Uh, basically, Jim breaks up the party first because uh, he's so behind on his homework with all this photo stuff. Like, why do they have... Is this gathering on, like, a Monday or something, right? Does everybody have to leave and do sort of, you know, I, has it, stuff yeah, on? It's either, it, it's either a school night or it's just not a very good party yeah. because everybody's <laughs> excuses to leave are basically, I have something really boring I could be doing instead of this and I'm going to go do that. <laughs> True. So Liz notices Shelley still looks a bit down and she asks Todd to check if Shelley's okay a basketball practice tomorrow because I guess they must practice in the same space. Um, yes, they have two they courts. Um, and Todd says, well, yeah, sure. But like, I think everybody just has a lot on at the moment. And... Hmm. When everybody leaves, it's probably only about six o'clock. Um, Jess, <laughs> Jessica reveals her idea, and Liz says it sounds great. But Jessica is so unused to Liz approving of anything she does that she just keeps blathering on about it. Yeah, it actually is pretty funny, in fairness, um, because yeah, she just kind of keeps going with whatever argument she had ready to go, and Liz has to kind of stop her and be like, "I, I said okay, I'm, I'm on board with this." So yeah. Jess is kind of like, "Wait, you did? Oh my god, amazing!" Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, she's uh, it's it's a it's a deal. Uh, so what they're going to do, or what Jessica plans they do, is they get a PO box, so no one knows who's behind the service, and then they put up posters mm. all over the town and in the school. And one of the reasons Liz wants to uh, wants to take part in this scheme is because she's got something she wants to get for Todd. And it's apparently the greatest present of all co- time that must be a huge surprise for him. Uh, yeah, Why? it's... Oh, God, I don't know. But, like, apparently it's a warm-up jacket from the US sports catalogue. Like, okay, yeah. grand. <laughs> I mean, the... Uh, apparently it costs $100. Which, now... This is like the early 90s. And mm. I know with the exchange rate that $100 like, was not that many Irish pounds in the early 90s. But even if it was like £75, what 60-year-old spends that much on a present for a boyfriend? For no random so reason. Much. It's not even his birthday. That's the Yeah, that's the thing. It's not even like for an occasion or anything. It's just, I'm going to buy him this present and it's going to cost an absolute fucking fortune. <laughs> Well, apparently the desire to see Todd in a go-to-warm-up jacket is so uh, great that she will uh, participate in this scheme. $5 a letter. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a new firm is born in Sweet Valley. Letters <laughs> are us. Wow. <laughs> I thought they'd have a more classy name than that. No, I hoped so too. I was kind of disappointed by letters over us. I was like... Uh... I mean, I know it's not the most creative town when it comes to naming businesses, let's be honest, but even like the letter writing service would have been pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised they didn't. Also, letters or us does not sound very literary. Like, I don't think I'd trust a writing assignment to somebody who uh, hmm. had such a, you know, infor- like not even informal, but sort of a, 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 not, a, a jokey sort of name. 
I just think I'd, I'd require a bit true, more convincing. Considering, to... yeah, that people are, because people do write to them looking for quite serious letters and it's like letters or us and you're not even <laughs> spelling things correctly and basically just calling it Toys R Us but with yes. letters. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> sound like a very professional firm. Anyway, no. uh, we cut to the bleachers um, uh, where Todd uh, is joined by Liz uh, checking out the girls team practice. Remind, and we get a reminder of how great Shelley is. And hmm. then we get some more continuity because we're Liz will miss the big girls game um, because the Wakefields are taking Stephen out for dinner in San Fernando. I was so surprised to see San Fernando <laughs> making an appearance. Uh, but yeah, and they even mentioned that it's the town that's halfway between the university and Sweet Valley. Oh. So this is where they go uh, for dinner to meet Steve every so often when he's not already at home because he's mm. never in fucking college. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was, I see, that's the kind of continuity that we like rather than yes. and the time that she was in Miss Sweet Valley. And it's like, yeah, fucking hell, we know. Just throw in little references like that and we're happy out. Yes, we don't need to recap from another book. Even more continuity they're going to dinner at Pedro's which you might recall was where Stephen was planning on getting a job to keep him and Cara and Stiles which they were accustomed to <laughs> and it was such a big deal that he was going to debase himself as a waiter <laughs> a wakefield in the service industry Jesus <laughs> well he's on the right side of the table now apparently because the whole family are going there and uh, yeah we're told that Stephen had been a little depressed since Cara moved to England I'm glad someone noticed she's gone because her friends haven't mentioned her. Seriously, like since the whatever book, yeah, that she moved away, it's like she's just dead because there's just (laughs) never any mention of her. Like Jessica never mentions her. Lila never mentions her. There's just like, no, Cara who? She's out of here. Purely like out of sight, out of mind. Two extremes. (laughs) Well, an extremely nosy Elizabeth grabs Shelley basically and asks her what's up. Um, and uh, Shelley says, oh, there's nothing Liz can do, but she appreciates her concern. And Liz says, well, do you ever need a friendly shoulder? I mean, oh, God. <laughs> why are you interfering in this? Like you noticed somebody looked slightly off and you're sort of like setting your boyfriend on them to uh, uncover their secret oh, sorrow. Like, it's ridiculous. This whole, like the whole first half of this book is just Liz badgering Shelley and getting Todd to badger her on her yeah. behalf like it's like just fucking leave her alone maybe she's annoyed because you won't keep your fucking nose out of her business like yes because she said, tells Todd if you get a chance try to talk to Shelley after practice today I kind of suspect some of her own insecure, <laughs> old insecurities are cropping up as I don't say why is this your business she's not even your Seriously. good friend no, like, it's, and it's this normal thing again where it's like, oh, Liz is such good fucking friends with everybody in Sweet Valley. And it's like, no, she's fucking not. Like, no. these are just people that have to tolerate her and her <laughs> constantly going, you don't look like your usual self. What's wrong? Tell me everything immediately. Like, fuck off, Liz. <laughs> well, if Todd rightly says, what about Kathy Ulrich? She's Shelley's best friend. But um, <sighs> apparently, I don't know, Kathy can't do as good a job as St. Elizabeth. And anyway, Kathy wasn't... <laughs> on the court today so Todd is being forced to step in I was so excited when they even mentioned Kathy I was like fucking nice one we're gonna get some Kathy but she just doesn't turn up at all in this book it's such a waste of an opportunity to give us some Mm. more Kathy content because she's great it makes no sense uh, that Shelley doesn't confide in Kathy at any stage in this book like they Mm. could have at least said Kathy's off in I don't know visiting her grandparents for a month exactly yeah yes because if anyone goes anywhere it's for a month Um, yeah like yeah there isn't even a throwaway line because Kathy is her best pal like and yeah there's nothing it's very annoying 
Well, after practice, Todd approaches Shelley. They have some basketball chat and Shelley somehow just admits straight away to Todd that Jim has been so busy recently, she's wondering if she's done something to drive him away. And uh, Todd says, well, you know, whatever the deal is, Jim is lucky to have uh, to have her as a girlfriend. And hmm. um, he's not saying it in a creepy way. And it, no. But he cheers up Shelley. And when he leaves... Uh, she thinks how great Ray she is and how lucky Elizabeth is. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, at the game that night, basically Shelley wins because Todd is cheering for her in the crowd. That's it. <laughs> you will, that's how it works. It's so funny because they literally say it like the Todd there in the bleachers cheering her on. She knew that she was playing better that night than she had that afternoon because he was watching her. It was almost as good as having Jim in the crowd because God forbid your significant other isn't there. Like you'll, there's no way you'll succeed at whatever the thing is that you're doing unless someone's there to cheer specifically for you. It's ridiculous. And we're told the crowd are going wild and they're chanting, no back, no back, no back. (laughs) And Jenny didn't have to look to know that Todd was leading the chant. What? I don't know. <laughs> well, as my notes say, sports, sports, sports. And yeah. <laughs> uh, Shelley saves the day and they win. Yeah, pretty much. But it takes like two pages to explain that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, and uh, yeah, they um, she's she's cheered off in like cheered and carried shoulder high practically mm. off the court. But she's still thinking about Todd. Oh my God. She's wondering what it would be like to be Elizabeth Wakefield and have a guy like Todd around all the time. She bet it would be nice. Ugh, if you say so. (laughs) Well, at Pedro's, the twins tell the family about their business plan and basically the parents approve and uh, Hmm. they're glad that they have a legal disclaimer in their flyer, which is fair enough because they actually get some quite serious issues, as you said earlier. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Ned is impressed by their uh, by their disclaimer just to uh, <laughs> to not take any responsibility for anybody's reactions to the letters they might get. Yes. So Liz says it's going to be a short term business, and uh, Jessica's like, "Yeah, just until we make millions." <laughs> <laughs> so a few days later, they presumably put their ads up and everything, and they've got four requests already. So basically, the plan is that Jessica does the admin, uh, which we hmm. are told repeatedly is actually quite a lot of work. Um, though it doesn't seem as much work as actually writing the letters. But anyway, I don't know about yeah. this. Division no, I know, yeah. But like, the, yeah, they do kind of, they list off a load of things that Jessica has to do. But it is literally like, yeah, picking up the letters from the post box and then mailing them afterwards. And kind of like yeah. sorting through the requests, but that's just like putting them on Liz's desk because she's the one doing <laughs> all the writing, really. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but they are going to consult on any difficult issues that might yes. uh, come up and of course they're mm. going to be anonymous so they're going to type you know Liz is going to type and print out the letters and then they uh, the customers can choose to either just sign their names at the bottom of the uh, you know put the dear whoever and sign mm. it at the bottom at the top and bottom or they can totally rewrite it themselves or um, by hand so, uh, yeah, they get going. Uh, the letters are very random. There's a letter from a na- from somebody who says their neighbour stole her cat. There's somebody who wants, has to wish their da- estranged dad happy birthday and doesn't know how to do it without being rude. There's a love letter. There's a Dear John letter. I mean, these, you know, people are entrusting quite a lot to these kids. I know they don't know their kids, it's, but still. 
Well, that's the thing. Yeah, but it's like it's nearly half advice column, half letter writing service like the the things that people are getting them to write it also again as a thing that makes no sense it's like these people have written these letters explaining the situation whereas like if they had just written the letter in the time it took them to write about the letter that they need it'd be done and they don't need to pay some randomer five dollars to write the letter (laughs) for them it's like by the time you've explained it you'd actually have the fucking letter written in the first place but anyway this is a business that's thriving so that's all that matters Um, yes oh it goes from strength to strength (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they take the piss out of the letters for a bit. Um, but Liz, uh, at one stage, gives Jessica a playful punch. And again, another of my favourite tropes back in the day. Um, <laughs> and uh, There's quite a lot of playful punches in this episode. So, or in this Honestly, book. These people it's... must be black and blue on their up and down their arms. Because like, I don't know about that, but I bruise real fucking easily. So I would not appreciate a playful punch. Thanks very much. Well, again, the tropes that used to come up when my sisters and I used to joke about Sweet Valley back in the day were co- co- two of them were coffee coloured eyes and playful punches. Playful <laughs> punch no. across the face. How do you like that, Liz? <laughs> oh, Jesus. By the end of this book now, I'd have been giving unplayful punches to quite a lot of people. But, um... <laughs> So they, uh, they they settle down and they get the work done. And Liz cautions Jessica that, you know, this might be just a fluke. Like we can't expect to have this many every every day. But Jessica hmm. thinks that they could have a, um, a thriving concern writing Dear John letters because several couples in Sweet Valley are having trouble, including, hmm, I think this is some scene setting here, Jennifer Mitchell and John Pfeiffer. Hmm. Oof. yeah they kind of yeah they throw in a little line here and there about jennifer and john every so often and this yeah it's like is this foreshadowing or is it just like a, a reason for them to be on the outs because yeah there's like a line where jennifer apparently had said that john was getting way too bossy with her yeah um, yeah i thought that was foreshadowing because i thought they were yeah. like hang on we've made him seem like a fairly nice guy until now let's like make him seem like a sort of slightly controlling like, dickhead as recently as the last book, he was a fucking champion of women's rights. And now it's like, oh, yeah, we may need to backtrack on that somewhat. Mm, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we cut to Wednesday where Liz is in the photo lab. The photo club is back. It's still going ever since. Was it Regina's legacy when they started doing that? Uh-huh. Like, that, that, was, that was not today or yesterday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So the, the photography club continues. <laughs> oh. Well, Shelley was meant to be meeting Lynn, or Jim at the lab, but he's left her a note which uh, he's um, to say that he has to do some extra shots to go with the story mm. he's working on for the Oracle. And Shelley just couples up and, up and throws it away. But Liz says, look, I know he really did have to some photos didn't develop properly so this isn't like an excuse but yeah. Shelley thinks that Jim is avoiding her on purpose <gasps> so no. she wishes her her relationship with Jim was as good as Liz and Todd's and says I really envy you just don't Ugh. Shelley just don't encourage God her damn. Yeah, <laughs> please don't it's like oh, I wish your relationship was as perfect as yours is basically what she says and Liz kind of tries to reassure her and it's like oh we've broken up more than once we're not perfect and like yeah no shit you're not perfect they seem to have pointless <laughs> stupid rows in like every second book lately sure only yes. recently there was the whole breaking up to see other people and what a fucking disaster that was oh, <laughs> like these are and it's so funny that, but like Liz and Todd keep being painted as this like really solid couple and they've been going steady for so long and it's like they're a fucking disaster like the pair of them. 
mean, I have been with oh, now I've been with my husband for over twenty years at this stage, but it's like when we were young people in our mid twenties, we weren't constantly breaking up and getting back together over stupid misunderstandings. Like I don't think that's that's a I don't that wasn't even happening with any of my friends. Like I don't think it's a normal no thing that couples go through that they break up every couple of months like that is not a solid relationship no I mean maybe when you're 16 yeah you you, you break up all the time whatever that's great but it's because you're 16 and you're idiots and you're children like, yeah. but it's just the fact that they keep they do all this and still are painted as this like perfect yes. solid couple is bananas exactly I think that in real life a couple that broke up that much everybody would be like oh they're at it again fucking hell they're, <laughs> oh, would they ever just cop on and split for good like they're clearly no yeah. good for each other <laughs> Nobody would be saying, oh, that golden couple. I wish I was there with their constant pointless breakups. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> well, um, Liz uh, says that basically Jim will have more time for Shelley when the yearbook mm. stuff is finished. And Shelley hopes that she's right. Yeah. So we cut to a week later. Apparently business is booming with the letters or us. Jesus, yeah. Uh, Jess comes back with like 10 more requests and says they've had 32 in all since Tuesday. So like she's reckoning, yeah, this is the most lucrative idea she's ever come up with. And mm. like, yeah, it is it is one fucking envelope after another. Apparently the people <laughs> of Sweet Valley fucking hate writing letters to the people they're supposed to write them to and just want to give out about it. Um, so yeah, apparently they got one in from a man who had quit his job and wanted to let, wanted the service to let his boss know exactly why. So they kind of, yeah. the twins kind of deliberate over how rude they should be to this boss. <laughs> um, oh, it's pretty funny because Jess the best is like, oh, is when we Liz, don't have to use profanity. Liz, literally... <laughs> yes, because Liz literally gasps when she reads this letter, <laughs> which, I, which I appreciate. Oh God. Yeah, it's, the suggestion is that there's bad language in the letter and they're just so scandalised by somebody swearing. Mm. It's, it is a bit funny. <laughs> They would hate this podcast. Um, so they come up, they come up with a solution which does become a thing that they sometimes do with their clients. They decide they'll write two letters, one uh, obnoxious and rude, without bad language, of course, and the other Ooh. more tactful, so he can decide yeah. himself. So this is going to be hmm. they're setting this up as an option for their clientele that sometimes they'll give them a choice. They should charge them twice for that, but I don't know. Maybe I'm I more so too. Mm, maybe yeah. I'm a greedier no, that, business woman <laughs> no I was like you're writing two letters that'll be ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> um, so as uh, Jessica uh, sorts out some new letters um, she's sort of half-heartedly going through them and mostly thinking about how she's going to redecorate the Hershey bar because that's her new uh, scheme um, but she realises that a letter has arrived from Shelley Novak Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, because I suppose she sees the return address uh, on the, the oh. letter and is, uh, yeah, when she opens it up, realizes that Shelley's writing about how she's developed an enormous crush on the boyfriend of one of my friends. Um, and she kind of doesn't know how it happened. It's like one day I woke up and realized how much I like him. He's really gorgeous. And of course, Jess is immediately like, oh my God, this is some fucking amazing gossip. Um, wondering who it could be. Would it be Kathy's boyfriend, maybe? Or like who who this mystery guy is but uh, she reads further and finds that uh, the boy is described as being tall with brown hair and eyes he's the star <gasps> forward of the boys basketball team <gasps> oh <laughs> so it is it's um 
I, what I do sorry, what I do love here though is that when she realizes who it is, like Jessica gasps, like tosses the letter on the bed as if it would burn her and goes, She's talking about Todd, but then like gets into her curiosity and picks up the letter again. It's like, well, obviously I'm gonna finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, har- I'm totally <laughs> I'm too horrified to read this letter for a second. Now I must continue. <laughs> yeah, and now for the rest of us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, apparently uh, Shelley once uh, thinks this boy is the most wonderful boy on earth. Steady on. And uh, she wants to uh, find out, or she wants to let him know how she feels about him and find out if he feels the same way about her. Um, so we're told that Jessica's mind screams, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she kind of tries to uh, to run through the uh, the options here. So she kind of oh. creates and dismisses a million possibilities. She's like, she should tell Elizabeth. No, she couldn't tell Elizabeth. She could write a letter back to Shelley herself. No, she wouldn't write the letter. Maybe if she did nothing, Shelley would just think the letter was lost in the mail. But then Shelley might write to Todd herself. So she kind of <laughs> goes through all these little panicky scenarios, mm. which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, she reckons it's an impossible situation. But if anybody was experienced at getting out of impossible situations, it was <gasps> Jessica Wakefield. <laughs> yes, and she thinks of some of her previous triumphs of uh, scheming and uh, wriggling out of um, dramatic uh, uh, issues. So yeah, she's. I guess she's confident in her ability to to do something about it, but um, she doesn't have a plan yet. So when Liz arrives, she hides the letter, and um, she claims she left because uh, she'd already told Liz that they had ten letters and she only has nine. So she's like, "Oh, I left it at school, but don't worry, you can wait a day or so." But Liz is ridiculously obsessed with this quick turnaround of letters, which an obsession that she takes to frankly ludicrous extremes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's no need for this like panicky kind of, we have to get it done right now immediately. It's like, this is all happening through the post. Like it's fine. Yeah. Like it's, (laughs) but yeah, she, she, they've obviously set some kind of ridiculous target for their turnaround. um, That's been promised to people. And yeah, she's just like, Oh, well, you know, be sure to bring that letter home tomorrow. And we promised a response within the week. Uh, even though the following day is Saturday like oh yeah God. like it is it is she really makes a lot of trouble for herself with this kind of obsession with the turnaround time <laughs> she really does so uh, when she leaves Jessica rings Stephen for advice and tells him all and he, of course he says just tell Liz about this <laughs> but again oh my god Jessica's like oh no I don't want to do that because maybe I'd just be making a mountain out of a molehill uh, maybe this was just like a whim it's like clearly not a whim if Shelley went to all the trouble of going and getting a stamp and posting this request off with the five dollars in it but um uh, so, of course, she, but Jessica uses this uh, implausible thing as, a, as an excuse mm-hmm. not to tell Liz. And then she has an extremely convoluted solution. It's oh, so God. much fucking work. Like, just tell yeah, her. Just, just tell her. Either, either just tell her or just throw the fucking letter in the bin. Like, <laughs> those are your options. But instead, she's decided she's going to rewrite Shelley's letter uh, and kind of change enough of the details so that Liz doesn't know who the letter is referring to or who mm. it's from. Um, and, like, <laughs> Stephen quite reasonably is like, oh, that sounds really complicated. But, like, you know, I guess. Um, so, yeah, she's going to do all this. But this means a load of, like, subterfuge now where she's going to have to, like, swap letters out and kind of change the, the return addresses and then swap yeah. it back for Shelley's actual address before it's posted. Like, it's really complicated and yeah. unnecessary. But this is this is the plan. 
It's ridiculous. And she thinks if Shelley does decide to mail the letter to Todd, which I'm sure she won't, he'll just be flattered and that'll be the end of the whole thing. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, everything about this is stupid. Just got to say now, <laughs> I read a book recently about sort of story and constructing story. And the author of this book said rightly that if the conflict in your book could be solved by two people just actually sitting down and having a... Uh, a straightforward conversation it's not a real conflict and that goes a million times for this book because every conflict is fucking stupid <laughs> well that's that's the entirety of the, the sweet valley high series i would say <laughs> then we'd have no sweet valley high so really is that actually any good in terms of advice come on uh, okay fair enough fair enough I just, I just think this is a really i know we've been here before but this yeah. whole book it's such an extreme example. Um, I think because like there is nothing stopping anybody in it having the conversations. Yeah. Like they're often in no, the same room is. as somebody, and they're just like, "Oh no, but I might be just you know making a fuss over nothing, or they might not believe me." It's like just oh, I I'm getting yeah. I was getting very frustrated reading it, getting frustrated <laughs> thinking about it, just uh, thinking about it. But that's <laughs> the thing as well because when they do stuff like this in a storyline, it also just leads to lots of very like repetitive conversations and people oh. thinking the same thoughts over and over again, and you know going oh I'll tell them later oh the time isn't right all this kind of stuff and it just it's not that fun to read when it's just the same no. thing over and over again. Absolutely not. Well, we cut to Jessica wailing at Elizabeth because she's writing this letter for Shelley and she's making it far too romantic. And also, she's going into flights of fancy because I don't think I would hire a letter writer for, uh, you know, for, who was meant to be pretending to be me if I thought that they were going to be just making shit up. Because in the letter, Liz writes, we have so many things in common. Our love of sports, our appreciation for beautiful sunsets on the beach, moonlight strolls across the water. And Jessica rightly says, how do you know he likes moonlight strolls and sunsets? And Elizabeth says, who doesn't? Todd sure does. Oh, God. So, of course, this is a total disaster for Jessica because Liz is, as she says, projecting all of Todd's likes into the letter. So she's like, why didn't she just hand Todd over to Shelley on a silver platter? Like, it's just you can just see it all backfiring so spectacularly. So it actually is kind of funny that Liz is kind of plotting her own breakup without Mm -hmm. realising Um, well Liz uh, or Jessica asks Liz to think about this guy's girlfriend and uh, Elizabeth says that if their love is strong it won't be a problem and she waxes lyrical in the letter and eventually Jessica gives up and hopes that if it's it's really really ridiculously gushy then Todd will probably think it's a joke so I think there's a lot of uh, projecting going on here but (laughs) uh, again logic is not this book's strong suit Really not, yeah. (laughs) So the twins each admit that because of their letter writing empire, they haven't seen much of their boyfriends recently. And Mm. Elizabeth insanely thinks that Todd will appreciate all the time she has uh, she's had to spend away from him when he sees the warm-up jacket and Elizabeth is like but aren't you buying it because you feel bad about not seeing him while you were doing the whole oracle free speech thing and it's like he's very understanding and uh, like (laughs) <laughs> it's it's so it's funny that Jessica is the one being very reasonable and pointing out the obvious here because it is ridiculous like this whole thing is so stupid because yeah the whole point of this warm-up jacket present is because she was so preoccupied with her article in the last book that she wasn't making time yes. for Todd and the solution to that is to spend even less time with him but there's a present oh. for him at the end that he doesn't know about so it's like oh how God. is this going to make anything better <laughs> 
Well, Liz, yeah, Liz says he's very understanding and Jessica mutters, I hope so. Liz asks, uh, you know, did you say something? And Jessica says she was just talking to herself. Not for the first time, listeners. And not for the last. Uh, our favourite. <laughs> well, at school, Shelley is really having second thoughts and uh, she's wondering what the hell she's done. Uh, she also wonders if she should talk to Kathy about all this. Yes, you should. Oh, God, yes. At this point, my notes were just like, yes, ask Kathy. Please ask her. Where is Kathy? <laughs> well, then Elizabeth plunks herself down uh, next to Shelley and um, congratulates her about winning the match and how great it is that Todd uh, went to cheer her on. And um, Liz is uh, looking for for Todd because they're meant to be meeting her. she's meant to be meeting him in the cafeteria and Shelley just feels worse and worse and is wondering what the hell she's done as well she might <laughs> yeah like she's so uncomfortable but Liz is just completely oblivious because who would ever be uncomfortable in the presence of St Elizabeth no if she just invites herself to sit down next to you you should be grateful and accept yeah. <laughs> accept her her radiant <laughs> presence <laughs> Well, Jessica enters the cafeteria and she is horrified when she sees uh, Shelley and Liz sitting next to each other. So she rushes over just in case the truth has come out. But it's uh, but she feels foolish when she realises that um, obviously neither knows anything about the other's uh, secret activities. And uh, she feels foolish. So she's wondering if she if she is just making a fuss out of nothing, basically. That's true. And actually, there is kind of a funny bit, actually, where um, Liz is kind of banging on about Jim and, and um, the photography and all the rest. And Shelley at one point says, I think Jeffrey French might have gotten some pictures. And it's oh, like, yes. I wonder, did you kind of say that to like to, as a dig at Liz without even realising? But it was just like, oh, my God, Jeffrey French, he's still around. Just never heard about <laughs> poor Jeffrey. <laughs> I did wonder about that. I was hoping we were getting a little uh, hashtag poor Jeffrey uh, moment. But no. <laughs> Is he coming back? It's like, no, that man has just been abandoned by all of his friends in that school. He's just like a little ghost wandering around taking pictures, talking to no one. (laughs) Like, while he and Liz were together, he was like a fully fledged part of the gang in the Dairy Burger with like Maria and Winston and Enid and whoever Enid was with at the time, her butterfly (laughs) nest, perhaps. Oh my god, maybe Enid just has him locked up in her basement and that's why oh. we never see him. She let him out to take a few photos so it wouldn't be suspicious and then he's he's locked up again. That's what's happening. Oh. Free Jeffrey. <laughs> a new hashtag. Yeah. Well, we cut to the Casa del Wakefield where Jessica is lamenting her lack of social life. Apparently she's hardly seeing Sam these days because their life is devoted to letter and men. And <laughs> Liz admits that Todd, has, she's had to keep basically turning down Todd um, because of the letters. Like he wants to, mm. to hang out after school, but she hasn't been able to. And uh, she says, in fact, I'm going to have to call him up tonight to break a date just so I can catch up. And Jessica rightly says, look, why don't you leave them for tonight? You can catch up tomorrow. And Jessica says, no, no, we'll be further behind if we like, miss out on a day and Todd will understand. Like, why? Will you understand? You haven't told him anything about why you're so busy. This is it. Like, he'd understand if he knew what the fucking reason was, maybe. But, like, she just keeps fobbing him off with stupid excuses. And just, yeah, yeah it's it's such a mess. Like, it really is. And it is just funny that Jessica's like, no, no, you need to spend time with him. When, in fairness, up until now, she's only ever mad to break up Liz and Todd. But now she's like, no, <laughs> your relationship must be saved. <laughs> 
Well, Todd rings, and actually, Todd is quite charming in this book when he's not having stupid fights because he's he's got a uh, a an outing planned. They're going to go to the deli, get sandwiches. I'm surprised there is a deli in Sweet Valley. I don't know. I just imagine mm. they're just being a big mall. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then Liz cancels, and he is actually cool about it. Like he's not a dick. No, that's true. He he is actually sound enough about it. Um. But yeah, all she can kind of tell him is that she's swamped. And he's like, oh, you've been swamped for the past week. What's keeping you so busy? And she's like, oh, you know, writing. Um, and he's just like, oh, you know, what are you writing? Something for a national magazine? Um, but she kind of keeps being so secretive about it that he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm actually really curious now. It must be something big if you can't even tell me about it. Um, but then she gets, she's really annoying because she's just like, oh, it'll benefit you in the near future. Oh, uh, kind of like God. dropping hints about all this. And it's just like... Oh, she's she's so annoying because in fairness it is a very cute date that he has planned yeah they're going to go get cheesecake go to the beach like it does sound really nice and yeah. in this book Todd surprisingly has planned some very cute dates that I would really be into oh really my god <laughs> yes I think we're thinking of the same date and I yeah. would 100% feel for it but um, same, yeah. but yes there's a lot of stupid banter about Liz not spoiling the surprise and um, as my notes say god this is tedious and it, is. <laughs> it goes on for so long. <laughs> really, really does. And this is barely even listening to poor old Toddles because when he says, uh, "Promise me, no matter what, no matter what," listeners, he says, uh, "He says you'll save Saturday afternoon for me. I have something very special planned." And Liz isn't even listening to him. She's like, "I'm sure I'll be caught up by then," but she's already just thinking about what stupid letter she's going to write. And uh, Todd says, I hope so, softly, in that special husky voice of his that she usually made her feel all snuggly inside. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're calling it, is it? It's one way to say horny, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. <laughs> well, poor old Todd says, I miss you, Liz. But she's all like, uh, Yeah, whatever. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, not listening to him, just typing away their stupid letters. Oh, yeah. So we're told that by the time Saturday arrives, Liz is looking forward to some time off. Remember, Todd has this special date planned because she and, Liz and Jessica are both kind of getting burnt out by this whole letter writing business. It's taken off so much that they're basically, it's a full time job. It kind of is, yeah. They're spending all their free time on either admin or writing letters or trying to figure out what to write in the letters because, again, they keep getting these like really ridiculously serious problems sent into oh this anonymous God. service. But, yeah, it is just taking up all of their time. It really is. And they, uh, yeah, they're, they're, she's, she's really finding it um, dem- like so demanding that she's wondering about... Uh, hiring some extra staff because when Jessica uh, produces a whole sack, a mail sack of letters <laughs> but Jessica says they can't hire extra staff because she won't share the profits <laughs> Disaster Oh god Also, uh, they're getting whole fucking sacks of letters but Jessica says uh, they're $5 each which means they only need um 20 to get I guess they need 40 altogether because they each want $100. Um, hmm. But Jessica says, with what I counted last night in today's haul, we only need another $100 to meet our financial goal. Fucking hell. I mean, 
yeah, I know Liz's goal is just to get this jacket, but maybe yeah. maybe Jessica just went on a rampage and put a load of more shit in Lizette's <laughs> on layaway because we know for sure there's like address the gloves for Sam and the like CD player for the Jeep. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. Unless these are all very expensive items. I don't know what's happening. Because <laughs> they seem to be getting, like they have easily earned more than $200 at this stage because mm, they like definitely. getting yeah. sacks of letters all week. Um. But uh, anyway, Jessica says that when they reach their their financial goal, they can either slow down down or hire some help. And Liz is like, OK, fair enough. But um, as they get to work, Liz realizes that they're not going to get through this sack today. So she cancel, decides she has to cancel Todd. And Liz says, uh, look, I don't know about that. Like, just meet him today. Uh, the backlog won't be that bad. Um, but Liz says, no, no, it'll only grow. And, you know, you're doing your work. I must do mine. So she rings Todd. And he reveals the amazing plans he has for that afternoon. <sighs> God, this sounds so fucking nice. Yeah. So, well, this is the thing. She rings and he's all excited and tells her all about the date that he has planned for her before she can break the news to him. So he's like, I rented your favourite romantic comedy, Romancing the Stone. He'd go all over town to find a copy of it at the video store and at Video Stop. Uh, He bought her favourite cheesecake from Howard's Deli. Uh, a few bottles of sparkling apple cider, which is oh. basically just fancy apple juice, I think, in America. Yeah, rather than cider, like, cider, cider, of <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he's got like a whole like meat and cheese platter on the go as well. So they're just oh going to hang out, God. eat lovely food and watch Romancing the Stone. I was just like, fucking sign me up. That sounds yeah. amazing. Yes, that's actually, he says, we can kick back, relax and sip cider while we watch the villain get devoured by a crocodile. I mean, this sounds incredible. Amazing. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I, I'm so surprised that Todd has planned a date that I'm like, damn, I would go do that. <laughs> Me too. So Todd is rightly pissed off uh, when Liz says she can't come because she and Jessica are working on some big project. And then, as my notes say, stupid fight ensues. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Where, he, where she just still will not tell them anything about why she actually can't meet up with him because yeah. uh, all she says is I'm swamped I'm swamped and, he, and Todd is eventually like swamped you've been swamped all week all last week too and she just keeps saying, saying you know I'm doing it all for you you'll see and he's like well I, I don't see because I don't get to see you anymore <laughs> like this fucking sucks and yeah it just it's this whole like page and a half of them fighting basically yes um, for no reason where they're both where she's frustrated with each other yeah it's a disaster <laughs> and she's the most frustrating because she, she's being really secretive and mm. um She's not, uh, she just keeps saying like, uh, I have a right to some secrets of my private life. And if you can't understand that, we don't have anything to say to each other. And uh, it's so contrived. It's extremely frustrating to read. And it goes on for Mm. a very long time. Oh, it really does. (laughs) So, meanwhile, Shelley is making her way to Todd's house, returning a video of basketball bloopers. So, what what's a blooper in basketball? Is it just like a mistake? Because it's hardly like, uh oh, we did a blooper, we better reshoot <laughs> that again. Yeah, I guess it's just like funny stuff that happened on the court. It'd be like probably like a YouTube fail compilation, probably, oh, but it's just, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So uh, she realizes Todd won't have received the letter yet, so there's no pressure here, but um she, she when he answers the door, it strikes her that they've never actually hung out away from school at the basketball court. Um, hmm. Though, I guess they were both in Liz's house recently. But anyway, I guess they've never had one-on-one chats. 
True, they wouldn't have been like alone together, I suppose. Yeah, in in, yeah. in a non-basketball or school context. Um, yes. So yeah, she's kind of awkward or she kind of drops off the video and then she's like, oh, they're kind of chatting a little bit on the doorstep um, and she's kind of trying to think of what to say to him. But they kind of just yes. chat about the video for a bit and a bit about basketball and then that kind of runs out and Shelley's kind of like, so I guess I'll go. <laughs> and she kind of starts to back off the porch, hoping she was exiting with dignity because she's just really <laughs> self-conscious, I think, as well, the whole uh, way through this. But then Todd's like, do you know what? Are you busy? Because I was about to watch a movie and have a snack, but it would be more fun with a friend. So he invites her in uh, to the date that Liz bailed on, basically. Yes. So when Shelley goes inside, she feels self-conscious because, as she says, Todd had gone to straight great lengths to create a romantic atmosphere. And it's uh, all very fancy. It's so nice. <laughs> like there is a literal like charcuterie board on the go. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> there's like low lighting. It's really nice. And I want this date. <laughs> Yes, we've got a tray of sliced meats and cheeses, mm, a cheesecake, two plates, two stemmed goblets. Amazing. And, and a bottle <laughs> of sparkling apple cider chilling in an ice bucket. Quite Lord. Lovely. <laughs> well, they settle down for the movie and Shelley thinks that Elizabeth and Jim are, are fools and uh, uh, to abandon their partners and how it wasn't Shelley or Todd's fault that they were thrown together. Two lonely cast-offs of love. <laughs> yeah, at least that's immediately followed up by Shelley thinking she knew she was being melodramatic, but it suited her mood. It's like, all right, fair enough. At least you're owning yeah. it. <laughs> So they compare film tastes and uh, how they're both kind of into goofy comedies. And when Todd says, you can join me for a comedy anytime, Shelley's like, oh, is that an invitation? Does he like me? Is he saying that he wants to go out and see a comedy with you? He was like, no, Shelley, he's not. He's just Oh, being. it's, yeah, it's immediate uh, overthinking on Shelley's part, like completely. Yes. So there's one moment when they're watching the film where their eyes meet for a second and it's, it's slightly awkward. But like, basically, this encounter is not crackling with sexual tension. Like, it's it's very tame. Yeah, it's two friends watching a movie and Shelley overthinking everything that happens, basically. Yes. So when Shelley leaves, um, she does find herself to her own surprise saying, say hi to Elizabeth for me. Um, so there's obviously some part of her that does not really want a romantic thing with Todd. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that's the thing, because, yeah, it's like she finds herself saying it rather than it's something that she meant to say. So it is very much like deep down she knows this is just her friend and you know there isn't going to be anything else here but she is yes. just kind of caught up in the the drama of it all somewhat indeed so uh, she heads off and thinks how you know how great it was to hang out with todd and you know they seem to like so many of the same things basketball slapstick comedies cheesecake oh yes those very obscure interests that show that you've got a two <laughs> meeting of minds um so, yeah, she wonders uh, about, you know, whether he likes her and thinks it couldn't have been just her imagination that he was attracted to her, too. I mean, it could. Shelley, just tell you this mm. now. <laughs> we cut to Monday uh, and the cafeteria where Elizabeth is working on an Oracle article. And when Todd joins her and tries to make peace, um, she does apologise for you know they sort of apologize to each other until she makes it clear that she's just focusing on correcting page proofs and 
Unsurprisingly, Todd isn't usually happy about being given the brush off again. It's really rude, though, because it's not that she even kind of says, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, we haven't had time together, but I really need to get this done or, you know, anything like that. He's kind of just talking and she's just kind of absently responding and not listening, like barely registers anything that he says. And he's just kind of like, OK, you're obviously really busy again. I'll just go like it's it is awkward and she is kind of rude here I thought yes no she is I mean like like this is the thing Todd is not usually out of line in this book mm. um because <laughs> he's not like definitely... him at all <laughs> <laughs> I know well if it was TV Todd he'd probably have punched a wall or something by now or turned gag <laughs> well those are your options you punch a wall you join a gag <laughs> or throw some chips around of course <laughs> If only. <laughs> well, um, when Jessica, uh, Jessica notices this uh, tension and uh, later she reminds Liz to just like give, you know, just notice Todd's feelings, pay attention to him. But Liz's like, it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine, it'll blow over. But it is not fine because when Jessica goes to the post office on Wednesday to pick up the post, she is shocked to find a letter in the stack from Todd. Oh no. So yes, he's also employing the services of Letters <laughs> Over Us. New sensation. Uh yeah, and he explains that and again, it's again this is how it, it ends up being more of a fucking advice column than anything else, because he's kind of just <laughs> spilling the whole situation where he's like, I've received the most incredible love letter, but the sender is a friend of my girlfriend. But like she's his friend too. Um yeah. But yeah, he's kind of just then banging on about how um, she came over to his house the other day for a visit. Didn't let on that her feelings for me had grown. Oh, um, God. But it's like the problem apparently is that, you know, a couple of weeks ago he would have just brushed this off. But he's been his girlfriend hasn't been uh, paying much attention to him lately and she's been really secretive about something. Uh, but he can't help thinking she's interested in somebody else. So he's got all these doubts about the girlfriend. And uh, yeah, he's starting to think that the romance has gone out of the relationship. So now he's kind of <gasps> seriously considering this random letter from this other girl so Jessica of course is reading all this and she's like oh fuck this is a disaster because <laughs> uh, Todd then goes on to say that he's like maybe I should give this other girl a chance if only to shake my girlfriend up oh, who knows God. um maybe our relationship really is finished after all this time so he asks for two letters for one to his girlfriend explaining that he thinks they should cool it for a while and the other to his friend to ask her out for next Friday. So Jess is <gasps> horrified by all of this. And it's funny because she is like talking to Todd as if he's there as she's reading it, which is gas. <laughs> yes, it's it's got a touch of the talking to herself because she is alone. It but does. she is, mm. she, uh, she dramatically whispers, no, 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 Todd. <laughs> You don't know what's going on. You're jumping to conclusions. Elizabeth still loves you. She's doing it all for you. <laughs> so, yeah, she's really um, despairing. Like, she doesn't know how the hell she'll sort this out. And she's pissed off at Liz for ignoring Todd. Um, but then she starts remembering, all, and we get full recaps of all of these, all the occasions when she was, you know, madly focused on something to, you know, uh, and losing perspective like Adam Marvel just starring in the soap joining Club X and how Liz <laughs> saved her from her obsession so now she has to save Liz from her obsession with the letter writing <laughs> with the stupid business yeah. yeah so she kind of yeah she kind of swings around between being mad at Todd and then being mad at Liz and she's yeah it's all just such a mess and at this stage she's kind of meddled so much that there's no easy way out at this stage at all like no it's very confusing as well. Uh, like there's hmm. there's so much 
like organizing in this in this whole scheme because the scheme that she comes up with is that again she's going to rewrite the letter by the way we're told in disguised handwriting how good is her disguised <laughs> handwriting that Liz won't recognize us because I can tell you if I tried disguising my handwriting my sisters would know it was me that's the thing yeah that's that's a skill in itself but you know Wakefield are amazing at everything so who are we to question their handwriting slop around skills <laughs> true so uh, yeah she's going to rewrite the letter she's going to take out all the references to anything that might make Elizabeth suspicious and then she will let Elizabeth write the reply but instead of switching the envelopes like she did with Shelley um to have the correct uh, address for Todd she's going to write a whole new reply and substitute it for Elizabeth's letter and basically say, you know, why are you giving up on your girlfriend? Don't jump to conclusions. Do be, uh, be patient. So um, mm. she decides that this will sort out all the problems. But just as she's congratulating herself um, on this scheme and making plans to write this um, substitute letter that night, Sam calls and uh, he's got news. He does. He tells her, here's the scoop. Uh, A friend of his got tickets to tonight's Shining Steel concert. I was like, what? Who the fuck? Uh, And apparently this is Bill Lacey's band, who was the rock star guy that she met back in Soapstar (laughs) (laughs) when she went to his house. Uh, So Sam randomly now has these tickets and the the concerts that night. And apparently Lila is going to be furious because she couldn't get tickets at all to this even with her daddy's connections um because it's a sold out gig so yeah she's all excited now and says she'd be ready in five minutes um yeah so she's <laughs> she's good to go but now of course this does uh probably put a bit of a dent in her swap around sneaky yeah. plans she just hasn't really realized that yet <laughs> no she's more uh she doesn't really think about it for now uh she's hmm. uh, just getting ready in and uh to, for the event for the night out in the new color scheme now i won't give any details because obviously it will be in the outfits at the end but uh it's just we just need to know that this color uh combo gives her an idea for her room decor which is uh, I don't know, does it count as even a C-plot, Jessica redecorating the Hershey bar? It's an ongoing thing throughout this book. That's true, yeah. But you know what? I am sad to see the end of the Hershey bar. It's the end of an era. Yeah, it really feels like the end of an era. It feels like we're going really firmly into late period Sweet Valley. Like we've got the Jeep instead of the Fiat Spider. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sam got... is on the scene. Like, yeah, yeah it's changes our foot and it's like oh the Hershey bar R.I.P. the Hershey bar <laughs> oh pour one out for the Hershey bar people then, <laughs> pour one out for Jeffrey the poor trapped man in the basement <laughs> and one out for the Hershey bar <laughs> I'd say you could eat a Hershey bar but as all uh Irish people know Hershey bars taste like sick sorry Americans <laughs> <they're disgusting. laughs> we're spoiled with good chocolate over here <laughs> we really are and I have to like everybody thinks that they that they actually do tastes like vomit it's not even it's it's a widespread <laughs> belief on this side of the atlantic uh not just you know my own weird <laughs> opinion um now, in fairness I, I do think they have improved somewhat in in recent years um, oh okay but but, uh, but yeah before yeah i no, i do i do recall tasting a hershey bear years ago and just being like what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> but they have they have gotten better i will say just okay <laughs> They could have worse. So, <laughs> well, look, there's that. True. <laughs> there was nowhere to go but up. 
<laughs> I do remember the, the crushing disappointment I felt when I was on my J1 and there was uh, in Boston, which is the J1 summer student visa um, to America. And there was a shop near us that sold what it claimed were dairy milks. And we were like, oh, dairy milk, proper Cadbury's Brilliant. <laughs> and then it turned out that they were just made under license by Hershey. So it was like a Hershey bar disguised <gasps> as dairy milk. And it was like a cruel betrayal. No, the bastards. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> well, just imagine how disappointed I was by Hershey bars after you know knowing the iconic Jessica Wakefield Hershey bar. So uh, it just added to the distress when I realised how disgusting they tasted in real life. Um, but uh, I, I'm still sad to see the end of this era because it just feels like we've turned a corner in Sweet Valley. Mm, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, the times they are changing in Sweet Valley. <laughs> Oh, and they're going to change quite a lot in about 10 books. Good Lord. <laughs> well, as Jessica leaves, she remembers that she hasn't written that reply to Todd, which is like, oh, I'll have time to do it in the morning. But um, she, uh, she, she's basically, as soon as she leaves the house, she doesn't think about it. And Liz arrives home to find that uh, Jessica has gone to the gig. So she decides that she'll settle down to her side of the letters are Russ uh, bargain mm-hmm. and starts going through the letters she's um she there's like a, a answering a personal ad uh and there's a college student wanting to tell his mother to sort of keep her nose out of his romantic uh, <laughs> uh life and she's about to ring Todd because she's like oh I guess I should talk to him when she sees <laughs> the letter from the lovelorn boy and now Jessica's already rewritten it, so this is the the rewritten letter. But um, hmm. Jessica has uh, clearly, you know, done it so well that Elizabeth feels sorry for this lonely heart. Oh God, yeah, she's uh, she's really pleased with herself about how good the the initial letter that she wrote was because yeah, this is the guy's like response. Yeah, she knows uh, it's, it's the guy it's, whom she had written a letter for yeah, earlier. It's really confusing. This whole so thing is so convoluted. But she's very pleased with herself because she's like, oh, it was a oh. great letter that she'd written. Warm, intelligent. It's like, all right, Liz, fucking calm down. But um, yeah, so she gets to, to writing his reply. Uh, and again, kind of overdoes it a bit where it's like, you know, I never realized you felt this way about me. And I'm glad you took the risk and I admire oh. your courage all this kind of and uh, yeah you know will you go out with me on Friday night I'd like to have the chance to get to know you better and explore what might be the beginning of a wonderful new relationship and uh, she has a look at the letter critically was it too gushy was it too impersonal no it was just right because she's a fucking amazing writer and never does anything wrong ever. <laughs> when she starts the letter, she writes, uh, I really loved your letter. It was the best letter I've ever received. And she's like, she figured she might as well compliment herself. Oh, oh God. <laughs> she's so annoying. <laughs> Imagine saying that about yourself. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> So now she has to write the other letter he's requested, like a letter for his girlfriend, basically calling mm. everything off. And she narrows her eyes with rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, she's such a fucking hypocrite, though, like, because she knows that this guy has a girlfriend and now she's like imaginarily like mad at this girlfriend. <laughs> uh, and really, 
oh god and like yep unleashes her wrath on this girlfriend uh in the letter with this really harsh note that's like you know i'm pretty low on your priority list you're always too busy to see me you aren't honest enough to tell me why uh whatever you're doing and whomever you're doing it with have come first for the last time we should cool it for a while date other people you know that exact fucking row that they had not oh, what, three books ago <laughs> so tedious Oh, yes. it's desperate. But anyway, yes, yeah, so that's that's the letter finished out. And it's like, yeah, if you decide you'd like to speak to me about this, give me a call. If you can spare the time. Oh, <laughs> well, she's delighted with herself and she wishes she could find out if the two letter writers do get together. because She's loving the sort of playing matchmaker uh, mm. role. So she spends so much time on these stupid letters and that when she looks at the clock, she realizes it's too late to ring Todd now. So that's another night gone without her being in touch with him. And mm-hmm. uh she goes into her parents and uh, admits to them that the letter writing business is sort of a bit overwhelming and they need to slow down and, um, you know, or at least hiring staff or maybe Alice suggests they could charge more. And Liz looks at an ad for the jacket. She's already ordered it now, but it just makes her feel melancholy because she looks at her, her boring 40-something parents, younger than me, I might add, were told they're contentedly sharing an evening together, just reading and talking. And uh, she thinks that she and Todd used to be able to just hang out happily. But, you know, things have soured between them and she mm. feels like quitting altogether. She just doesn't know it's worth it, basically. Oh. So the next day, Remember, Jessica had planned to write the uh, the letter for Todd that she would swap in that night. And then she thought she could write it the next morning. But she can't because uh, she slept out. Oh, no. Yeah, Liz wakes her up uh, and she's like, hey, are you ready to go? So Jess, of course, wakes up in a panic, like falls out of the bed because she's all tangled up in the sheets, which is pretty funny. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Liz is like, I'm leaving in 10 minutes. Where are the return addresses for the last batch of letters? I finished off the responses last night. So Jess is like, oh, no, because obviously she didn't get a chance to rewrite the response to go to Todd, which is basically going to be a letter telling him to give your girlfriend a chance and don't jump to conclusions and whatever. But uh, yeah, she kind of tries to stall for time and put Liz off and just give herself a chance to get the letter written and posted. But Liz is just not taking the bait at any point and is just sitting there in the room and basically isn't going to give her a chance um, at all. So Jessica's kind of under pressure now and uh, doesn't know how she's going to fix this. Well, she, uh, yeah, because Liz just keeps, um, Jessica comes up with ideas. She says, look, don't don't bother about the envelopes. I'll just um, do it in study. I'll I'll address them in study hall and then I'll post them after school. But Elizabeth's like, I'll address them all now. We'll post them on the way to school. So Jessica's like, okay, well, then I guess I can pull the letter out of the pile uh you know hmm. before we put it i'll put it in the post box but um uh as they leave the house her flat plans are foiled because they meet the mailman mr ramsey and this just gives them all the envelopes oh no uh yeah so the like that's because she said she's kind of recalibrating the plan as she's leaving the house but of course yeah. it all goes up in smoke then because the postman's there so they just hand him the letter is that how post works in America you can't do that here like if I turn if the postman called to my house and I was like ah, take this with you as well you would not take it no that's not his job he delivers letters <laughs> anyway uh yeah so 
anyway, that's that's Jessica's plan uh, completely foiled uh-huh. uh, because yeah, the, the letters are gone now. They've disappeared into the the sack of letters that this mailman, whatever system he's got, I don't know. Has he got his own stamps with them or like the to actually st- <laughs> stamp I guess, things? I don't know what's happening. I, do people send stamped address envelopes? I mean, it's all very confusing. But um, hmm. yeah. Uh, anyway, the letter's gone into the postal system, and so Jessica is uh, basically she's she has to give up now there's nothing more she can do or is there um but we also get a bit of decor update because apparently when they went to that gig last night bill lacy because jessica met him when she was at that extremely inappropriate uh party showbiz party where brandon's date was a 16 year old Mm -hmm. um she went (laughs) backstage and she came uh she she somehow somehow backstage she got some decor ideas I don't know what sort of uh, setup Bill Lacey has backstage at a gig, but it's fancy. Well, it is. Or is it concerning that he's got 16-year-olds backstage well, because the uh, the decor she's obsessed with now is this chrome daybed that Bill apparently had in, in his dressing room. And it's like, mm, I don't like this. Back away, Jessica. Um, well, Sam's there. Sam's there. So it could be worse. Sam is, that's true, actually. Yeah. But yeah, Bill apparently revealed that it was from the Sears catalogue that he ordered it just like a regular person. Uh, so Jess decides she's going to make, she's going to get her own daybed and uh, make it the focal point of her room and get a bunch of, of uh, colour coordinated pillows to throw around the place yeah. so the, the plans are in place for uh, for the Hershey bar overhaul yes it'll be purple and chrome from now on <gasps> and uh, on that glamorous note we're going to take a quick break and uh, as you know we are proud members of the Headstuff podcast network and we like to tell you about another every week we have about another podcast in the stable and this week we're urging you to check out I Know That Face Yeah, so I Know That Face is a movie podcast that does a deep dive into the character of a character actor each episode. So like perfect name for a character actor podcast because it is the kind of people that show up and you're like, oh, I know that guy. So it's the the people who aren't, they're not uh, not A-list celebrities and they easily flip between hero and villain. So you might not know their name, but you definitely know their face. So it's a must listen for movie lovers with tons of great film recommendations and like who doesn't love a good list of film recommendations. So you can have a little listen to uh, I Know That Face now. I Know That Face is a movie podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network, hosted by me, Stephen Porzio. And me, Andrew Carroll. Our show is all about character actors, the type of performers you'll see pop up in supporting roles in blockbusters, the type of people you know the faces but not the names. Each episode we pick one particular character actor and discuss a couple of their movies, shining a light on the performer's career while giving listeners plenty of movie recommendations. So the show is a must for cinema lovers. Subscribe to I Know That Face wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at I Know That Face P1. And now, back to Sweet Valley, where the Wakefields have arrived at school and Elizabeth finally deigns to talk to Todd. <laughs> and um, she uh, she ponders how hot he'll look in his uh, warm-up jacket uh, with his coffee-coloured eyes gleaming. Oh, my the goodness. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the coffee-coloured eyes. <laughs> so um, they head to the basketball arena or course i don't know and todd is a bit like uh so you know are you both free are you and jessica still doing this special project that's taking all your time and elizabeth, elizabeth is like well yes we are but then says uh or then todd says he knows jessica was at the gig last night so how come this project is taking up their whole lives but jessica can swan around going to gigs while elizabeth is supposedly 
uh, buried in work. Mm. And uh, she, he asks Liz, like, look, what's the story? Why are you basically lying to me? And then says, who is he? Mm. <laughs> too far, Todd, too far. <laughs> True. So, of course, that makes Liz super defensive and even more resolute that she's not going to tell him anything about uh, about the project that she's working on. So she's going to continue to be annoying and secretive about the oh. whole thing. Uh, so she gets really annoyed. He's really frustrated. Again, it's another big row between them. It's oh. like the third one that they've had in this book because they kind of try to have a conversation, but it's all really terse and awkward and... Yeah, it's it's just not going well. It isn't. And it's also completely pointless because mm. it's, again, something another of those conflicts that could be solved if somebody just told the truth. So, yeah. uh, in fact, Liz thinks she was mad at herself for her stupid pride, which wouldn't let her tell him the truth about the letter writing service. So am I, Liz. I'm very mad at you. <laughs> Join the queue. We're all mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's mad at Todd for trying to make her feel guilty and then ignoring her. So she just leaves him to uh, to look at basketball in peace. And we're told it was the first time in a long time that Todd didn't kiss her goodbye. <gasps> we cut to Friday and Jessica's outside the Wilkins house and she's in disguise. Oh, amazing. Yes, she is dressed in her Liz drag uh, because she's got a plan. So, <laughs> she, um, so her uh, her scheme is to try and catch Todd's mailman. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, does she say this aloud? Hang on. Jessica was waiting outside Todd's house. If only I can catch Todd's mailman and convince him to give me the letter before Todd sees it, before Elizabeth's relationship totally falls apart, she whispered aloud. <laughs> I not notice that was a whisper aloud. Oh my god, so that's a really is just, that's a lengthy so one. So she's just—I'll tell you, she's just sitting in the jeep, recapping her own plan to herself. It's amazing, <laughs> stunning work there, Jessica. So um, we post postman, Mister Ramsey arrives. They have the same postman, and uh, she springs into action. And she runs up to him and is like, "There's been a terrible mistake," because he thinks she's Liz, of course, because uh, she's wearing yes. dress. And uh, she says, "I wrote my boyfriend Todd Wilkins a letter breaking up with him, and now I've changed my mind." And he, she can see the letter in uh, Mister Ramsey's hand, and she turns her hand palm up, waiting for him to hand it over. And when he doesn't, she looks into his face, and he's not smiling anymore. And he's like, "And." <laughs> And she's like, uh, and I was hoping you'd give it back to me before Todd sees it. And Mr. Ramsey's like, I'm, I'm surprised you'd ask me to do such a thing. Tampering with the mail is against the law. And she's like, oh just, my God. can't you break the law for me? I mean, she's a Wakefield. She's probably used to that. That's true. But I love that even the postman knows that Liz is such a square. He's surprised that she'd ask such a thing <laughs> of him. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but he is sympathetic to her, but he's like, he can't break the lo- the rules or indeed the law. And he says, <laughs> yeah. he says, if he loves you, he'll understand. If he doesn't understand, then maybe he wasn't the boy for you after all. And we're told Jessica didn't want romantic advice. She wanted action. Well, <laughs> <laughs> kind of her tagline, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, she can't have any action now. She's got to head to school and she... Um, she goes through, you know, a whole range of emotions. Like she tells herself that maybe this will be the kick up the arse that uh, Todd and Liz need to actually talk to each other mm. and they'll be stronger than ever. And then she starts blaming Liz. It's like if Liz hadn't written such good letters, nothing, this wouldn't have happened. But then um, she does, uh, we're told she tried not to, not to think about the fact that she, Jessica, could have stopped the whole mess early on by telling Elizabeth the truth. Yes, Liz, 
or Jessica. Yes, you could have stopped the whole mess. Lots of people could have stopped this whole mess. And yet here we are. It's not all good <laughs> in this ridiculous A plot. <laughs> well, she arrives at uh, Sweet Valley High and to my delight, <laughs> please, Dad, she whispered to the wind, don't mail those letters. <laughs> it's quite hard Amazing. to do so much whispering. Oh my god. But that she's whispering to the wind as well. It just it's an added layer of poetry to her oh. madness. I love it. <laughs> Long live the internal, external monologue. I love it. <laughs> well, at lunch, Liz reveals to Enid that Todd basically accused her of cheating. And uh, Enid is stunned, but then Liz reveals all. And uh, She's like, yeah, you know, at first me keeping the secret from him was kind of a joke. I'd tell him I was working on something. It'd be for his own good, the long one. And he'd sort of try and trick me into, you know, jokingly trick me into revealing the real story. But it's not a joke now. Needed rightly says, no offence, Liz. It seems to me that your pride is getting in the way of your common sense. Why don't you just level with them? I mean, the jackass won't be a surprise anymore, but at least you two will be on good terms again. And Liz is like, no, my feelings are hurt. I'm, um... I'm trying to do something nice for him and he repays me by doubting me. And Dina says, I guess you could say there are two sides to this issue. The trouble is, Todd doesn't know yours. <laughs> Enid is so reasonable in this whole conversation. She's just like, you idiot, just talk to him. <laughs> like Liz says, I guess I'd rather Todd came to me. I still think he's the one to apologise. Enid groaned. Well, Liz, right now he doesn't think he has anything to apologise for. He thinks you're the one doing the ignoring. And face it, he's right. <laughs> just... Ridiculous. Oh god, it's it's so ridiculous. Like Liz is such a pain in the arse about all of this. Like Enid oh. just ke- just keeps telling her, like, just talk to him. He's worth it. Like your relationship is worth this. Just have a fucking yeah. conversation. And Liz is like, I'll think about it as soon as Jessica and I are done oh. with this week's letters. And Enid oh. actually sits back and sighs, and she's like, If I were you, I wouldn't <laughs> wait that long. And it's like she's obviously just fucking had it with Liz in this conversation, and she's just like, Right, I've fucking done what I can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you have Enid. You have. Yeah, she has. So l- later. <laughs> that evening jessica is basically getting similar advice from sam uh he says Look, just tell elizabeth what's happened and jessica's like oh i've done so many devious things in the past she'll think i'm just plotting against her and he's like no he won't she won't like she's not gonna think you arranged this on purpose um mm. so uh to distract jessica from her woes sam suggests they go to guido's jessica punched him playfully on the arm another playful punch oh uh, stop it <laughs> So when they get there, Le- or Jessica sees Todd with Shelley, and they look all cozy. They do, but it is like the basketball teams themselves are there too. So it's not like it's yes. just Todd and Shelley. So as Sam keeps trying to point out and calm Jessica down, he's like, "Look, both teams are here. Like it's a whole group of people that are out as friends." But uh, but Jess is just like, "No, look at them. They're they've made their own little bubble over there between oh them." She's God. like, "We've done it often enough." Um, so she's convinced that they're uh, they're they're plotting to run away together or something because she's just like no something's going on here for sure well sam tries to distract her from her obsession uh by talking about her plans for her new room because apparently she is going to mm. buy the chrome day bed from sears and uh she'll have uh purple uh obviously as we've been told but also some black pillows for contrast and of course of course indeed a few metallic silver ones I mean, this room is going to look like a 90s club toilet. That's what it's going to look like. I'm... But... <laughs> Each to their own. Oh, 
God. I know. It's like, whoever thought that we would miss the chocolate brown walls of her sheep? <laughs> Equally dark as well. Like, in, mm. I mean, I know California is sunny, but like, I'm not sure about these dark bedroom walls. Well, we cut to the casa. It's three days later. Liz arrives home and uh, nobody else is there. And she's feeling kind of lonely and, you know, just a bit out of sorts. And then hmm. she notices a letter has arrived with Todd's writing on it. <laughs> this is gas, yeah. So oh, she, yeah. She, really rips, she rips, rips open the envelope. It's like the letter had been printed on computer paper. She began to read and it's it's the letter that Liz yeah. wrote unknowingly to herself uh, where Todd breaks up with her. Uh, and it's hilarious because he didn't even rewrite it in his own handwriting. He literally just filled in her name where it's like dear blank <laughs> and then signed it at the end. Uh, and it's so funny. So it's like part of the reason she's so mad is that he hadn't bothered to copy it over. He'd just written her name in as if he were sending a form letter. Um, so she eventually pieces together that obviously Todd was the person who has some other person mad about him who he's now asked out for Friday night and it's all a big mess. But she's just confused, understandably, because of course Jess had changed all the names and uh, details around so much that she just didn't see this coming. And uh, Liz does a lot of ranting to herself uh, as she's in the kitchen. And it's very nicely. She uh, (laughs) why 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 she asked herself why didn't i recognize todd's handwriting on the request letter who is the other girl she signed her name blythe why don't i know her and it's like because nobody under the age of 70 is called blythe elizabeth that's why i just i'm so perplexed by jessica's choice of names for (laughs) replacing out shelly's one that it was blythe i'm just where did that come from I mean, Blythe Dannard, Gwyneth Faltrow's mother, is the only Blythe Literally, that really comes to mind. But, uh, only Blythe is, is Blythe Danner. And there was like a creepy 60s doll. A doll! By the doll! Yeah. I mean, Blythe the doll yeah. is, is quite cool in a weird way. But yes, I can't imagine sure. Jessica is like a Blythe the doll collector. So, But then it's like a girl in the 90s who has a high school crush and her name is Blythe. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a ghost. <laughs> that is not a real girl. <laughs> now, that would have been a good book oh <laughs> if only uh so yeah they uh, the best part as well is that liz is angrily doing things around the house so she she angrily takes out orange juice and then takes long drink directly from the container slams it out of the table <laughs> and then starts angrily eating a cake <laughs> It is very funny. Yeah, she takes this like a half a cake that was left over from dessert, I think, the night before. Like she grabbed a fork and began to eat in great bites. And like she's like waving her fork around in the air, uh, <laughs> like waving pieces of cake at an imaginary rival. And it, it's hilarious. Like it's very on Liz behavior, but it's very enjoyable. <laughs> it is. And of course, she thinks someone changed the handwriting and the details of those letters. So I wouldn't know what was mm. going on. And that someone could only be and the door slams and she yells, Jessica! <laughs> so Jessica comes in is stunned to see that Liz has angry, ate, angrily eaten an entire cake and Liz confronts her because um, obviously she knows that Jessica knew the whole thing the whole time yes. and um, she uh, Jessica doesn't really excuse herself the only thing she says was how was I supposed to know that Todd would take her up on her offer I can't read people's minds and Elizabeth shouts it's a good thing you can't read mine right now which I quite like yeah. 
<laughs> that is pretty good. Uh, yeah, Jess kind of tries to explain that she tried to get the letters back and she was going to rewrite them and discourage Todd from from seeing this new girl. But uh, Liz just doesn't want to hear it. She's just like, all I want to know right now is the name of this girl. So <laughs> Jessica's kind of alarmed and she's like, because um, she's like wiping up drops of juice that have been splattered around the place. She's like, Liz, you're not yourself. I mean, the cake, the juice, your book's in the hall. Don't you think you should calm down a bit before you talk to this girl? <laughs> but uh, Liz, Liz quite eerily smiled oh, and yeah. sat down. She folded her hands in front of her on the table. I am calm, she said, leaning forward <laughs> intently. Like, sorry, Liz, sounds fucking scary here. <laughs> but she demands demands to know the name of this girl. And she says, I'm not going to talk to her. I'm going to talk to Todd. She slammed her fist onto the table. Now, who is she? <laughs> so the it's so dramatic, but Jess can't take the pressure of this interrogation. So she reveals it's Shelley. Shelley Novak, she said quietly. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Uh, so, yes, the truth is out. And Elizabeth just is like, thank you. And leaves. So uh, we, we cut to Liz driving towards the Wilkins abode and uh, on Country Club Drive or wherever it is these days. Mm. And she's um, she basically arrives and marches straight into the house when Todd opens the door and a really stupid and very long argument ensues and it's completely pointless. Oh God! Yeah, the only thing really to take from this is that she doesn't reveal that she knows Shelley is the other girl because oh. she still manages to keep it secret that she's been the one writing the letters all this time because she's mostly just given out to him for sending her this like dear Jane form letter. Yes. Um, and how dare he suggest she's seeing someone behind his back and all this? And yeah, it's just like big stupid argument. Liz runs away crying. And because yes, and uh, annoyingly, she's <laughs> proud of herself for not having mentioned Shelley's name. Then Todd would have known she'd written the letters. Todd Todd does ask her like straightforwardly what is this big project you and Jessica were working on and how could it possibly have anything to do with me she's like I wouldn't tell you now the world was gonna fall apart in 30 seconds it's like oh good sweet Jesus like this is so <laughs> contrived it doesn't even make sense that she's not telling him no, like these are the really moments where you go I was earning money with these letters to buy you a jacket and now I'm gonna set it on fire you know that's what you say to him you're not just like I won't give him the satisfaction of knowing <laughs> set something on fire <laughs> <laughs> well i have no pity for her when she no. basically cries away in her car <laughs> we cut to friday where shelly is awaiting todd at the box tree a <gasps> uh, box tree cafe oh no and we know how romantic it is because that's fucking <laughs> denise had her date as Ginny. <laughs> indeed so we have a little i, I was a bit confused because i was like when did they arrange to go on a date but we get a flashback saying that uh, a few days ago she came home to find um the letter from todd and a mm. message asking her to call jim and when she rang jim he told her he couldn't meet her that night as planned because he had to babysit but he was very cool about it he was like oh look I'm really sorry but I'll see you tomorrow I can't wait to see you um she's just like oh this is the final straw so she finds Todd's letter and it's it was it's super romantic it suggests a Friday night date at the box tree uh so he's obviously written this one himself after the fight with Mm. Liz and uh Shetty is surprised that she's not as excited as she might have expected to be Mm -mm. Hmm. Yeah, I think she kind of suddenly the re- the reality of it seems to kind of hit her, and she's kind of like she never really thought it would actually get to this point. <laughs> so now that it's actually happening, she's a bit like, oh, 
uh, and has kind of started to realize that maybe her romantic feelings for Tom were a result of her frustration over Jim. And it was just kind of her being kind of just wanting to to have someone be nice to her because she just felt yes. like she wasn't getting attention from her boyfriend. Exactly. It's the, like it's about her and Jim. It's mm. not really about Todd. So yeah. um, she thinks she might as well give it a go. So now she's at the restaurant feeling nervous. Is it a treading on the toes of the stats and outfits to say that she's wearing a certain iconic Sweet Valley uh, item? <laughs> you know, we're not too bad. We actually have quite a few outfits, so we can go for this one because it's, you know, it's a trademark at this point, isn't it? <laughs> uh, can you tell us what she's wearing? <laughs> oh, God. Yes, she. <laughs> oh, Shelley. She is all decked out uh, and looks down at her soft black skirt and silky jade green blouse. Oh! <laughs> We'd simply love to see it. <laughs> Only a, the best silk blouse for a, a box tree cafe date. Oh, I love it. So Todd arrives and Shelley can't really believe this is happening. And, you know, she's she realises that talking to, to Todd on a date and talking to him just as a pal are totally different. And basically realises that she loves Jim and with all his faults and his obsession with his work and his tendency to be off in his own little world filled with developing solutions and light meter readings. <laughs> So she decides that she just has to clear up the mess and tells mm. Todd that the only reason she got she kind of developed a crush on him was because she felt abandoned by Jim. And he admits that the only reason he really replied to her letter was because he felt abandoned by Liz. And they reveal they both used letters or us. But then they reveal something that just made me want to boot the whole lot of them into the sea. <laughs> Honestly, like as if things weren't ridiculous enough. Um, yeah, they, they each reveal that the letters they got back from the writing service to send to each other, neither of them actually read the letters they were sending. They literally just filled in the person's name in the blank and signed it at the end and sent them off. So neither of them actually knew what they were sending, which is crazy. This what is deranged, that? deranged <laughs> behavior. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm stunned. Stunned, I tell you. Like, I, why would, especially if they know, it's like breakup letters and date letters. Like why, are, romantic letters, why are you not reading them? They could have anything in them. It's just unhinged. Completely crazy behaviour. And as you say, especially because these are, are they're breaking up their respective relationships <laughs> by sending these letters that they haven't even read. Like it's completely mad. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah, they basically admitted that they, um, uh, they, they they both felt so guilty about the whole procedure. Mm. So that's why they didn't read them. But that still doesn't make any sense. And ridiculous, um, yeah. <laughs> when they read each other's letters, because they sort of swap them over, they're like, oh, 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 this is a bit strong, isn't it? It was like, yes, that's why you should have read it, you fools. Oh, God. Yeah, they realised that each letter kind of was way more romantic than anything they actually meant to send. Mm -hmm. um, so... Oh, God. Yeah. So they kind of realize and like neither of them actually meant either of the things that were sent in these letters. And they kind of realize, look, we're actually just really good friends. And, yeah. you know, let's not jeopardize it by trying to force something else. And they kind of realize, you know, that Jelly really loves Jim. Todd really loves Liz. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's all fine. They're going to be friends. There's nothing romantic here. But there is one thing they want to find out. And that's who is behind the letter writing services. And mm -hmm. Todd has a scheme. 
Yeah, so he reckons that because there's so many flyers and posters around the school, they reckon that it's somebody in school that is writing them. Like, who could it possibly be that writes oh. so much and your girlfriend has recently been <laughs> completely swamped in a writing project? But anyway, um, yeah, they reckon they're going to stake out the post office for a couple of days and see who's in and out picking up all this mail. Oh. Uh, so Shelley's going to take the morning shift and Todd is going to keep an eye in the evenings. So the next day... Jessica is literally humming as she goes into the post office like (laughs) but when she leaves she's pounced on by Todd who literally says aha (laughs) (laughs) that is actually quite entertaining (laughs) it is Um, so of course first of all uh, Todd is horrified because he thinks hang on so Liz wrote the letter so Liz knew she was writing letters for me but Jessica's like no 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 I did a whole weird very complicated time consuming switcheroo nonsense yeah um so todd says look i'll be the first to admit i've been an idiot about this whole thing i mean a bit but not half as much as she has um mm. so he's going to talk to liz and work things out so jessica's like brilliant okay that's sorted but it's not yeah. sorted because elizabeth oh is being fucking ridiculous Oh my gosh, she's like, if she was annoying up until now, this is just like, I have just had it with her at this stage. <laughs> like, it's like, oh. the book could have ended here, and yet, we're going to oh. drag it out for another oh. chapter for no reason. <laughs> yes, we're told, um, yeah, we're told that uh, for the, that evening and afternoon, Elizabeth refuses to take any of Todd's phone calls. He turns up at the house three times the next day, and she refuses oh, to God. see him. So, yeah, seriously, <laughs> Todd... You're too good for her. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you are. (laughs) Cut your losses and go. Who would have thought would ever be Team Todd? And here we are. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I mean, when Elizabeth acts like this, there is no choice. Mm. So Shelley, by the way, has been considering not telling Jim about her almost cheating on him. um, But she decides Mm. just to be honest from now on. So she arrives at his house and she discovers that the big yearbook project he's been working on uh, is actually kind of amazing. It does sound pretty cool. Yeah, he has all his uh, all his pictures all laid out. Um, but yeah, he's got like, of course, amazing pictures of Shelley and this kind of nearly like a, a triptych of uh, action shots of her. Um, and it all sounds really cool. Like it's all like great photos of her from the whatever basketball games. Um, yeah, and it all it, you know it it is obviously was worth it because he's done some really good work here, and she is impressed. Yes. Um, so, yeah, basically she tells him uh, what happened and she's, he says he was worried that she was tired of him because they, they sort of haven't, you know, got any things that they do together. He has his photography, she has her basketball. So they decide they're going to um, look for fun activities to do. Um, Jim says Sweet Valley does have a lot to offer. Well, the, I mean, the community centre seems to just be ever expanding with its uh, <laughs> So. <laughs> So, they, yeah, they joke around about mini golf, going dancing, uh, but and whatever they do, they'll make time for each other and they uh, have a little romantic moment and it's quite cute and that's the end for them for this book. Yeah, it's all fine. They kind of joke about plowing through defences and I was like, this, this is a really good opportunity here for a dirty joke, but it is not taken. <laughs> no, it absolutely is not. <laughs> It's all very innocent uh, plowing, unfortunately. Yes. It's just aiming and shooting a kiss at Jim's lips. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to the Oracle office where Elizabeth is taking on even more work. And uh, Todd 
find, you know, tracks her down and tries to tell her about what he and Shelley talked about. But she's like, I can't bear to hear about your date. Oh, and it's one of these things that always really annoys me, always annoys me in either books or films or TV where mm. somebody has to explain something and the other person is like, I won't listen. And the other per- and the person who's trying to explain doesn't go, just listen right now. I'm going to say this very fast. They're just like, oh, I didn't get a word in. It's like, these are the occasions where you have to get a word in. Like that's it. Like he just he needs to to condense it into I'm not seeing Shelley, like or something like that. <laughs> because as far as she's concerned, he and Shelley are together now, and that's it. Yes. So she just refuses to hear anything he says, but he doesn't say any of the things that she needs to hear right in this second. He oh. just kind of keeps going. No, no, you have to listen to me. You have to listen to me, and let me explain. And it's like just fucking say the things yes, that she needs yes. to hear. <laughs> Edit yourself, child. Come on. <laughs> she runs out of school. And uh, he just stands there looking after her. And um, when she arrives home in a miserable daze, she finds a package with the mailing label, your US sports order has arrived. And as she she takes the jacket, for that is what it is, into the house, Mm -hmm. we're told her own thoughts echoed. Too late, too late, too late. (laughs) The three too late in italics, like it's so unnecessary, but it is very funny. <laughs> I know. I mean, echoing. I guess they've got to, you know, Honestly, an echo. Well, once. you know, you've got to follow through with this format. <laughs> well, Todd finds Jessica after cheerleading and tells her that Liz just won't listen to him. But now he has a plan, and he needs Liz, <sighs> Jessica's help. And this plan is so fucking stupid. He could just write a letter to her. I'm just saying, he could just write a letter right now. And, Seriously, and not yes. be part of this big like dear letters are us you have seemingly turned into a problem page uh, shenanigans because <laughs> can you explain what happens later that day oh god yeah so he he like mails a letter two letters are us so then Jessica comes along with the latest batch of letters to Liz uh, and uh, yeah she kind of says or Jessica says that she's written the responses for today's letters except for this one that she had trouble with so she's like look I'll um, can I just give you this one so of course Liz takes the envelope seizes Todd's handwriting and she's like I can't do it I can't write another love letter for him to send to Shelley so Jessica's like okay look I'll just read it to you so she just reads out that the uh, the letter is like that she knows is from Todd says you know yeah. I really love my girlfriend I've made a big mess assumed she wasn't interested in me anymore but found out she was working the whole time to buy me a nice pre- a nice present I went out with another girl in between realized immediately we can only be friends Da-da-da-da. so like I was wrong uh, she won't give me a chance to explain all this and Liz starts crying um so the whole kind of gist of the letter then is like please write a letter apologizing for me I love her so much and I can't stand the thought of being without her and it's just so stupidly convoluted uh but yeah liz starts crying she's like oh it was all a big misunderstanding they're not together he still loves me all things uh, that todd could have yelled at her from the steps of the school <laughs> earlier but literally two sentences like oh god <laughs> so she jessica's like well you better write back so she writes back this stupid letter that's like oh it was wrong of me not to tell you the truth uh, our relationship should have meant more to me by, by my pride and then she um wraps up the jacket in fancy wrapping and takes it and the letter to Todd's. He reads the letter, they embrace, he apologises for doubting her and we're told they kissed then, treasuring the new trust that bloomed like a flower between them. 
Oh God! How many fucking flowers have bloomed between them now at this stage with all their fucking breaking up? And oh no, we trust each other. Like they're so annoying. Oh, come on. Well, they get it. Bullshit flowers. So <laughs> the flower boxes are for. Oh my God! Oh, oh the marigolds! There we go. <laughs> Well, Todd asks Liz why she just didn't tell him about the letter service. And this is deranged. She says, I know how clever you are. And I figured you'd find out that I was working to buy you this. How? How? How would that happen? This is, this is just makes no sense. Stupid. <laughs> actually angry at how stupid it is. All over this fucking jacket. Ah. <laughs> so then he, she gives him the fucking jacket and uh, tells him to, to try it on. And he says, first I want to try it on you. And uh, when she's like, why? Why am I trying it on? Uh, snuggling against him. He says, because I wouldn't think of wearing this. What? Elizabeth gasped, pushing away from him. God, she's just so hungry for drama. It's <laughs> enraging. She is a messy bitch who lives for drama. That's who she is. So he's like, you didn't let me finish. You have a habit of that lately. He chucks her playfully under the chin, which I guess is better than a playful punch. Playful punch under the chin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, finally she lets him finish and he says, I was saying I wouldn't think of wearing this unless you let me order a matching one for you. After all, I want everyone to know that we're meant for each other. Now and for all time. My notes just say sickening in all caps. So fucking cringy. Oh my god. (laughs) Well they get worse a week later. Because we cut to the Oracle office and uh, what should happen there? Oh god. Well, I suppose this is what I meant by the cringiness because they turn up wearing matching fucking warm-up jackets because he got the same one for her, so now they walk around wearing the same jackets. Yes, because it's Liz and Todd, everyone's amazed and thinks they're the best thing ever and nobody throws anything at them. So it's all very disappointing yeah. if you ask me. Oh, God. Yeah, well, Olivia says, you're liable to start a new fad. All oh, the couples at Sweet Valley High will want to wear matching jackets. Oh, well, more fool them. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, yes, we're also told when they walk into the Oracle office in their matching jackets, they cause quite a stir. I'll bet they did. So um, Olivia uh, says that, you know, she talked to Jessica about for some piece she was doing on cheerleading and Jessica would just banged on about her new purple room. <laughs> so apparently she's done it. She's, it sounds, as it's- Elizabeth says, like a great explosion. Oh man, the Hershey bar is over. It's a purple room now. Yeah, she's got a she's got purple walls, a purple ceiling, uh, oh. purple pillows, and a purple rug. It's it's extreme. <laughs> it is. Luckily, we don't have to think about that extremely dark cave of a room. I mean, the purple ceiling is really just too That's much, too far. Yeah. Yes, because Jessica said she just heard some news from Mister Collins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. What was it? Liz says that she he told her about that two week government in action program that apparently Penny had applied for. Uh, so Penny is going to be following a senator around for two yeah. weeks, apparently. Um, yeah, but she doesn't know for sure if she's going to be chosen until later in the week. Um, so apparently uh, she had to submit a paper uh, called 
she wrote a paper called How I Would Change Politics in the United States. So, yeah, they all kind of uh, reassure her that she's such a good writer and she better start packing. And Washington, D.C., here she comes. Right. But uh, Olivia well, then wonders what will happen to the Oracle while Penny's gone. Yes, because apparently they've got the big teacher expose <laughs> issue coming up. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> God, what have they been doing now? <laughs> I know. Um, and uh, Penny th- says, in all the excitement, I almost forgot. But I'm sure Mr. Collins can find someone to take over me while I'm gone. Oh, and wow. <laughs> who could that possibly be? Can you read us out? Who will be chosen to be editor-in-chief <laughs> of the Oracle in Penny's absence? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 89, Elizabeth Betrayed. <laughs> I think the clue might be in the name there, but anyway. <laughs> God's sake, as if there's anybody else it was going to. Like, it would be hilarious if they were like, do you know what, Olivia, you take this one. She's the new editor-in-chief, Liz be fucking fuming. <laughs> Well, um, I'm hoping that Elizabeth Betrayed will be better than this one, which, you know, I think we were pretty disappointed by. But will we be disappointed by the stats and outfits? Can you share them, please? Okay, so the stats. We had two mentions of the blondness, Uh uh, which is kind of low. And then, yeah, the blue-green eyes technically only got one mention, but it was one of those lines where it was like blue-green eyes, the colour of the Pacific Ocean, which is a classic. So I don't know, is that more like one and a half or were we bumping it to two? You know, it's it's a good one than just her blue-green eyes twinkled because, you know, it's always a good day when you get the Pacific Ocean line in there too. True, Um, true. So I wasn't too mad at that. But then, yeah, surprisingly, we actually had quite a few outfits. Uh, I did not expect this to be an outfit heavy book, especially considering we got such good ones on the cover. Uh, I would have just been happy with those. Oh. But uh, yeah, so early on in the book. Oh, yes. When Amy is is bailing on that lame ass party to go write a letter. Um <laughs> Apparently the present that her great aunt uh, sent her, she had knitted her a ridiculous orange and green sweater for her birthday. Uh, But uh, she was having trouble wondering how she's going to thank her for something that makes her look like the great pumpkin. (gasps) So I guess, yeah, orange and green on a jumper might be tricky enough to pull off. But again, this great, is that the Charlie Brown thing? The great pumpkin? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it's a peanut thing. Yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah, it kind of turns up in Halloween episodes of things. People mention the Great Pumpkin and I'm just like, I don't know what this is. It's something to do with Snoopy, I think. <laughs> Tell us what we're um, Yeah, I mean, I presume that's like, is there is is the Great Pumpkin a standalone thing or is it just a Charlie Brown thing? I don't know. I think it's um, a Halloween special. Anyway. Again, could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, then Jessica, when she's heading off to the Shining Steel concert, she mm. fucking knocks it out of the park, to be oh, fair. Oh, she does. Uh, because she selects for herself a black stretch mini skirt oh. and a new purple oversized sweater. Oh, oh like yeah. you just know that's off a shoulder and everything. I'm just, I love it. Um, oh. The outfit is then completed with black enamel earrings uh, and she uses some hairspray to create a wild style. <laughs> <laughs> the mind reels. Love it. That is some big ass hair. You know it. Um <laughs> Then Jessica is getting ready to go somewhere in a hurry. So she pulls on a pair of jeans and tucks in her new hand-painted denim blouse. (gasps) I I mean, there's a lot going on there. I'm so excited. Like, it's double (laughs) denim, first of all, because she's wearing jeans with a denim blouse. And I'm just so intrigued as to what a hand-painted denim blouse entails. I just... I, I just even just love the sound of it, to be honest. <laughs> that can't have been cheap now. No wonder she needs to earn money if she's like hand painted one off mm. uh, pieces. 
Very true. Uh, then the famous fucking warm-up jacket that nearly uh, cost them their relationship. Uh, it's well, it's navy blue and gold. Um, so apparently yeah. it's going to go nicely with his coffee-coloured eyes. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, grand. But like, I just don't understand the allure of this fucking jacket. Like, yes, I don't know. But I mean, a hundred dollars. Look, it's ridiculous. Uh, and then finally, oh yes, when Jessica dresses up as Liz to try and trick the postman, uh, she wears a pretty conservative outfit for Jessica because it's jeans and a lightweight pink sweater with her hair pulled back in a ponytail. And I do think it's pretty funny that like when Jess dresses as Liz, she's usually wearing something much nicer than what Liz would wear. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Like with Liz, it's always fucking slacks and a fucking polo shirt or something like mm. it's something really fucking square and conservative but like this sounds like a really cute nice outfit and it's like you know if Liz did dress like this more maybe <laughs> maybe we'd like her a bit more yeah. if she wasn't always wearing just sensible chinos then oh the chinos be... yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly but, uh, yeah so that was that was it for the outfits but not a not a bad run of outfits to be fair no. like, I was pretty impressed with that I have to say so was I I was surprised um mm. Well, speaking of uh, of things that are impressive, we got the best mail from listener Sarah Niskanen. Hope we pronounced your surname properly, Sarah. And she has been creative <laughs> recently, and she made our weeks. Oh my god! I, this was so I screamed. I'm so delighted by this. <laughs> um, yeah. So Sarah sent us a gorgeous email uh, with. Two incredible links, because as she puts it, she's like, I do know my late 80s, early 90s music. So she created some playlists inspired by some of the books. So like, (gasps) amazing. So the first playlist is for Cheating to Win. So it's based on what she thinks Mitch would have put on his mixtape for Tony. So it's like a Spotify playlist and it's fucking great. It's It's so so good. good. It's actually full of music that I would have listened to. Uh, And... uh, and from from this era like it's got Fugazi it's got Black Flag it's got Pix the Pixies um amazing it's got a Minutemen uh it's it's genuinely really really good but it's so good and then the second one is oh a set Lord. for KZZP our new oh. favorite radio station from uh, Jessica versus Bruce and the playlist <laughs> is called Club X which is fucking perfect and <laughs> see, I, I love this one because this was the bullshit I was listening to <laughs> in my in my metalhead uh, half-assed goth days uh, so like you've got Walk by Pantera you've got Metallica a bit of Motley Crue Van Halen Faith No More like fucking unreal like it's got November was, rain oh. I mean, <laughs> all the classics it's so good um, oh. I love this we can share it I think can we share playlists on Instagram oh. does that work maybe it I, does I'm gonna find it out anyway yeah we'll try the stories <laughs> see what we can do but oh, thank God. you but so much so Sarah good. I was playing yeah, both of these playlists very brilliant. loudly in my house um, <laughs> very um, very yeah. much appreciate truly like it's such a brilliant idea like a playlist based on something from a book fucking love that so good you're so creative honestly uh we also got a very funny email from Catherine Barrett who accidentally listened to one of our episodes at like 1.25 speed accidentally she's like I knew you were excited about kidnapped by the cult and rightly so but it was stressing me out and made Karen sound like she was on stimulants which we've all learned from Regina Morrow's experience is very dangerous I've learned my lesson and returned to normal speed well Catherine good because you know 
we just, our motto here is obviously just say no. And that includes just say no to playing something that sounds like somebody's on coke. So seriously, oh God, um, I feel like we probably talk fast enough as it is. So oh, yeah, we don't need any speeding up. I shudder to think what that sounded like, listeners. Um, well, you had a lot of thoughts about the many unprofessional uh, habits of Project Youth. Uh, Pippi oh, and Shirley, God. I think I'm, I'm glad you survived this episode because it sounds like it was quite a strain on your nerves it was tough going and we were thinking of you we were um we heard from Hallowelly who uh who said all I could think of was during Chrome Dome's woman be lion bullshit was that this man is telling on himself way to tell us you're a sexual harasser without telling us you're a sexual harasser Cooper but then pointed out that's it. Todd fucking ruled in this book. We Wilkins rock you. <laughs> Please Amazing. keep the Wilkins puns coming because they make me laugh every single time. Oh God, that's so good. <laughs> yes, for Halloween, also said, this app dug up a memory of me reading this book as a child then asking my mum what sexual harassment was. She was very honest, but not best pleased I'd encountered it in a book about California teenagers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. God, fair. <laughs> um, though Ernest and Shallow uh, made a really good point about how this sort of uh, played against a famous earlier book. Um, she said, the sexual politics ratcon in this book is frankly amazing. As an 11-year-old, mm. SVH taught me that accusations of rape against beloved teachers were always false. And I've blamed SVH for that nonsense ever since. But if I just made it to this book, who knows how things would have been different. It almost makes it worse somehow that they knew what they'd done was wrong, but they only addressed it tangentially. That said, I love this new Elizabeth and I'm so here for Jessica the Anarchist. Team Ginny forever! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> oh god so good but also a good few people pointed out that uh the plot while being kind of Cyrano de Bergerac was also very the truth about cats and dogs yes came out after this book so we have (gasps) to wonder if the screenwriter was a secret sweet valley fan because it is like almost exactly that that like it's a caller into her radio show and all that side of it so very much that yeah it's all the phone chats that is very true Mm -hmm. uh i think i need to do a rewatch of uh the truth about the cats and dogs because i did love it when i (laughs) went to see it in the cinema back in the day um (laughs) uh speaking of uh of the phone chats michelle wesdock said every time i hear about amy in project youth i imagine her on the phone like well when i had an illicit affair with a super hot d-bag and drove his girlfriend to try cocaine for the first time and then she died (laughs) such a model project youth volunteer (laughs) <laughs> amazing <laughs> I loved um, uh, Aoife on Twitter at Nee Durkee sent us Todd collects Liz from her photocopying session is the most hashtag Todd and Liz sentence I have ever heard <laughs> it really 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 is I mean the, I mean, I guess no wonder they have to pretend drama um, in, in this book because they have to accept their normal uh Romance is pretty tedious, um, oh, but uh, also we uh, we we did hear from uh, Maria Teresa Biblioteca, whose amazing fanfic we shared. She wonders, <laughs> did I somehow ta- unconsciously tap into the plot of my best friend's boyfriend while imagining my own fanfic version? Because where did I come up with the censorship Chrome Dome <laughs> Oracle thing? The SVH collective unconscious, unconscious, <laughs> weird. That's it. <laughs> 
I please call you old lads, even though I'm extremely not Irish? You can. Please do. Yes, lads is gender neutral. Yes. <laughs> it is here anyway. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, everybody, for getting in touch. We always love hearing from you. And uh, if this um, episode is not enough for you and you want to delve into a whole backlog of our whole other series, you can do so by signing up to Headstuff Plus. Yeah, if you head on over to headstuffpodcast.com, you can sign up to support the show and all this craziness <laughs> that we embark on for you. Uh, so yeah, you can, uh, when you sign up and decide to uh, to support us, you can do so for as little as five euros a month, uh, oh. but it will give you access to all our bonus content. So we are now on to like series two of Pi Beta Alpha. So there's piles of episodes to catch up on there. And uh, yeah, you get access to the bonus content for all the other shows on the network too. So you're really getting a good whack of stuff there for, uh, for your five euros and uh, we're just we're having so much fun over at Pi Beta oh Alpha God. like honestly the clubhouse is hopping it, because the TV <laughs> show is unhinged and we are loving it's, it <laughs> let's like last week there was a scene that was so deeply deeply peculiar that I genuinely thought I was losing my mind when I was watching it I was like is this, <laughs> is this a mistake in the YouTube video what is happening oh why God. why has, how? Has, has, has something gone wrong? Am I having a breakdown? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Luckily, we know that our Pi Beta Alpha sisters who watched it also had a similar reaction. So it wasn't just mm. us. But uh, yes, you can you can enjoy sharing our, our wonder as well as our amusement at the insane shenanigans of the Sweet Valley High TV series, of which we have grown genuinely fond at this stage. Like we it's mock, so but we true. mock with love. The, like period. the books it's all it's the same as the books like we're doing it with affection because like we have grown to really love this cast and these characters and it is kind of its own mad version of Sweet Valley High yeah. but like we're here for it like it's great oh, fun a hundred percent and we do appreciate all our Pi Beta Alpha sisters who are supporting uh, the podcast by signing mm. up with their uh, sorority I don't know what you call it, like subscription fees what do you call it when it's a sorority your dues so oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and again sisters is gender neutral here as well because Indeed. everybody's welcome and um, uh, and also things are ridiculously tough at the minute so if you don't have the cash for that then please don't worry about it if you want to support the show leave us a review or a rating because that's yes. something we constantly forget to ask for yeah. <laughs> something that's really helpful for podcasts and I don't know have we asked about that in the last four years probably not but yeah <laughs> ratings and reviews are super helpful so we would also just really appreciate that which is something you can do for free so even that or just sharing or nonsense on Instagram or Twitter all that kind of stuff is also super helpful that something you can do that uh, that won't cost anything indeed and actually every time I listen to a podcast and they ask to rate and review at the end I'm all like oh yeah we should probably ask people to do that sometime yeah. but uh, if all of you did it listeners I think it would be very good for this show so uh, if you could just take a couple of minutes to to spread the word on your podcatcher of hmm. choice it would be very very much appreciated yeah. So we uh, we might ask you to do that again another four years time. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is going to be our birthday fairly soon. I don't know, we've just oh. got a couple of months to go. So um, <laughs> you know, but that, I guess how old will we be there? Five. Oh my god! Look at that. <gasps> Good lord. Well, yeah, it'll probably be wow. another five years before we ask you to rate and review us again. <laughs> so just take advantage of this reminder right now, please. And uh, <laughs> it's true because we will just forget every time from now on, probably. <laughs> Sadly, 
Yes. But yes. we will see our Pi Beta Alpha Club uh, sisters in the clubhouse next week. When, just if this is a taster to anybody, um, there is going to be a winter carnival in it, apparently. And the episode <gasps> is called A Fair to Remember. Uh-huh. But we will see everybody here in the main feed in two weeks when we find out what happens when shenanigans at the Oracle leaves Elizabeth betrayed. <gasps> My goodness. Let's hope it's more exciting than Love Letters for Sale. <laughs> <laughs> see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. When it feels like money's tight, it's good to know that there's an Aldi price match at Tesco with hundreds of your favourite products every week. From bananas to Barry's tea. So you can be sure you'll find the products that matter most to you. Because right now, every little helps. Shopping took place on the 7th of April. Price checked and matched to comparable products from select Aldi ROI stores and or online weekly. Price most often found is matched pro rata and excluding promotions. Products matched may vary by week. Product availability varies by store. For verification, see tesco.ie forward slash groceries. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.